0: I ask you I ask for you to pray for this
1: great nation
2: we did not authorize
3: assassination squads. We did not authorize the resurrection of Cohen Telpro. We did not authorize
1: the repeal of the Bill of Rights. We did not authorize the revocation of the Constitution. We did not authorize national identity cards. We did not authorize the eye of Big Brother to appear from
4: cameras throughout our cities. We did not authorize an an eye. We did not authorize
3: this administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did
5: not authorize war without end. We did not authorize. The
2: we the people. We did not authorize. We the people. We did not authorize. We the people. We did not authorize. We the
6: people. We did not authorize. We the people. We did not authorize. The hideouts. L- and J. Dubs. One hundred six point seven WJFM. Mihinke, let's do the same
1: thing. I'm so much cooler than you are. No, you are. You it, really are. It always
6: sounds so much better when no, I say it. You see, because you aren't hearing it. It sounds that
1: stupid every time. Mi gente. Mi gente. All right, you may be right. But let's do this damn thing. That's still cool. Welcome into the hideout. It is Saturday night. It is a glorious, beautiful Saturday evening in the nation's capital. I am El Hefe. That is J-Dubs. And Tommy Bateman will be taking your phone calls this evening. What numbers are we using tonight, Doug? I think we're
6: using the 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969.
1: So if you want to uh, talk with us all night long, uh, more than happy to chat it up with you. In addition to that, we also have the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. AOL for Broadband is our content partner. You can hit us up there with JFK El Jefe, JFK-E-L-J-E-F-E. Did you miss me? I did. Did you really
6: I, I had nothing to do for all last weekend and this week at least I had my chick back but you know it's still been boring up at the station without you
1: thank you I think i uh I gotta be honest uh, not to get real sappy here in the very beginning of the show but I, I missed you too oh thank you it was it's good it's good to be back in d c although I will say this uh I love Texas yeah I cannot tell you how much I love that state.
6: Was it just because you were back there and you were jamming all the fun of Texas into uh, a week and a half or two weeks, or do you think it's always
1: that great? You know, we proposed this question last week, what it's like for you to go home. Those of you, because D.C., let's be honest, a lot of people uh, who live in D.C., at least more than any other town, D.C., Atlanta, Atlanta, those kinds of towns people move to, and yeah. they usually aren't from, but they move there for work, and they're from different areas. And so this is a great town to propose this question. Is Is home always a lot more fun and a lot better because you're only there two, three times a year? And you're only there enough um, to do all the fun things that you remember about home, but in all actuality, it really isn't that great. Because I talk to my buds who I'm hanging out with, E-Rod, Timmy T, those guys, they hate it. They hate Dallas. They hate Texas. They all think it sucks. It's horrible. And I'm just telling them the whole time, you guys are taking Texas for granted. You don't understand what you have until it's gone. I honestly believe that.
6: You see, uh, when I went home, it was nothing but a headache the whole time. Maybe because you have a little bit better of a supportive family when you're at home or maybe... Maybe it was just a bad experience, and it wasn't supposed to be like that when I went home. But when I went back to Michigan for Christmas, it was the worst experience. I wish I was back here the whole time,
1: just sitting in my apartment with my cat playing Madden. Now, wait a second, though. You had something special that happened to you, though. When you walked back into your house, what did you find in Fowlerville, Michigan?
6: When I went back into my house in Fowlerville, uh I actually uh they they got about 5 or 6 more cats than they had before which they had quite a few before probably about 5 or 6 then so they doubled their cat count and <laughs> with that they didn't get any extra litter boxes or even clean out the ones they had so the place was just just reeked of everything and clothes all over the place and cats they they don't tend to um go where they need to go unless it's, everything else is clean. They they
1: like to go in the dirty cats are, That's where cats are stupid. That's why cats are no good and everybody prefers no, no, dogs. No, it's the reason. Because a cat will go anywhere. A dog won't? When you train it, no, it will not. Tommy can adjust to this. Wait, He's a dog wait. lover. You,
6: you think my parents trained
1: our cats? But you do train it. Don't you grab their head and snuff it down into the dirty spot and tell them no, never again and beat them with a paper? Isn't that the way you train a cat? That's the way you train a hooker, too.
6: So I mean, if you if you're uh, gonna make the uh, the uh, the association of a dog is like a hooker,
1: then yes, that's how you train it. All right, I understand that. Fine. Um, for those of you just kind of getting caught up, I know last week it was such a professional show that most people couldn't even tell that really? I, was, I was broadcasting live. Well, I'll thank myself for that. From Dallas. No, I'll thank you too. Uh, it was a, a testament to you guys. As I brought, I was doing a live the show live from Dallas, K-L-L-I, Live 105.3 in Dallas, Texas.
6: And I, to, I was telling you the whole week, don't worry about it. I got it covered. I got it covered. But the whole time, I'm like, it's going to be a train wreck. It's going to be the worst thing in the world.
1: And I don't think it was re- I, Not
6: no. only do I think we had a pretty much technically sound show, now, I think it was pretty a, funny. There's a couple of snacks here or there, but I'm doing a job that I'm not normally prepared to do. And I think I did fairly well with it. The big thing that night was uh, some of the liners I was trying to play out, and I didn't know which ones were clean, which ones weren't, and that was the biggest problem. Which ones were time.
1: were FCC compliant? Yeah. Um. In fact, going back to this, I I, I talked to Cameron today as I did filled you? in. I did tech talk. Did he call uh, up here or something? No, I I called him and he called me back. He's on vacation. He won't tell anybody where he's on vacation. You know, whatever. That's fine. So um. I talked to him, though, and he was like, well, how was your vacation? And I told him, I uh, I forgot how much I love Texas. And he was like, is that a hint? I'm like, no, it's not a hint. I'll tell you now. If I get any offer from anywhere in Texas, I'm there tomorrow. I'm going are you home. Serious? I, I think I am, man. I really think I am. Dallas would be the first place I'd want to go. Austin would be second. Then Houston, then San Antonio. Now, let me pose this question. Is it a package deal, or are you just... Bolting on me, I don't know. I don't know if the team needs to stay together or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling confident in what I can do on my own, and maybe I'll go back to music radio. Maybe I'll go work at the Buzz in Houston, yeah, or the Eagle in Dallas. If you want to be a failure, sure. And that was that was we'll what work. that was what was so beautiful too. I was all alone in Dallas last week. Hey, and the best, it
6: felt the, great. The best thing if you went back to Dallas and was on the Buzz, they don't have a Big O. You could be their new big O. Shut up. I'll be duped. Why are you being
1: now why why can't you be happy for me? You tell you were the one talking a month ago, you're ready to leave. You're gonna quit and go back to big cheese pizza. So, no, 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 no. I said it would
6: I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't cry about it like a lot of people do. I'm not I'm not afraid of getting fired, but I wouldn't quit and go back to big cheese. I wasn't ready to quit, I was
1: ready to get fired. Isn't and that, and that always the way, too? You're always ready to get fired. You're always ready to do whatever you can. What to in get, God's name are you wearing to get fired?
6: What do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? I see uh, you have uh, new uh, cans on your head and the new headphones. I was seeing how long it would take you to uh, check it out. I, I wouldn't have noticed unless I didn't see that big red light on the side of it. There's a big red light.
1: I am wearing Bose headphones. How are they sound? Hey, let me, can I borrow them for a second? You can put them on. In fact, well, hold. Uh, yeah, we'll switch headphones. This is, by the way, a very professional show. Bose headphones. That my uncle. I uh, I, I got a, I got a gay uncle who's a hairdresser, so he's very eccentric. All right, now, the funny thing is, they aren't plugged in yet, and the light's still on. Well, the what they do these Bose headphones is that they cancel out all outside noise. So all outside noises, like put them on. Oh wow, put those on now and and just tell me the difference. The only thing that's terrible, and I don't mean they—they
6: they seem kind of bassy though.
1: I well, I like that. Yeah. you have to get used to them. The only thing that—well, do- you aren't hearing the show like it actually is though. <laughs> yeah, we sound like men through those headphones. Yeah, we really do.
6: They, oh yeah, those are much better. These are very tinny. I got these old. No, those are very tinny. I'm sorry,
1: I got these old. Uh, these uh, Sonys on compared to those Bose headphones. And those Sonys
6: are 130 bucks a piece you got on.
1: Oh, you want to know how much the Bose are? I say 250 $300. Wow. $300 headphones. And your uncle, your gay uncle bought them for you? My gay eccentric uncle? No, here's the thing. He had them. He'd had them for a long time. He bought them like a year ago. Had used them once. And he's just—he's one of those guys he has got so much money. Obviously, he doesn't have a family that he's supporting or anything. So he was like, uh, you know, he was like, hey, you want these? You're in radio. I was like, hell yeah, I want those. $300 headphones. How long until they're stolen from the station?
6: <laughs> I wouldn't let them leave my side. They would not be left here at all. Dude. They're not. I've, I've, I have a uh, special
1: carrying case. Look at the carrying case. Wow. Yes. It's hard. It is. Mm, thank you. I, I guess we probably should have done this before the show because I don't know how interesting this is on the show. I don't give a damn. I don't need These are- are the most amazing headphones I've ever wore. And it's not even like this is a commercial. No. I'm one of the few radio guys that has $300 pair of headphones. And I know that they're going to get jacked. You know they're going to get stolen at some point. Hey, here's their courtesy number. Do you want to give them a call and tell them how great they are? Yes, Tommy, come in here. Let's give them a call and see if we can get them on the air and get a free commercial. Who knows? Maybe they'll start sponsoring in the Maybe, maybe
6: they'll send me a pair.
1: <laughs> Never mind that. I'm not interested. We have so much no,
6: to get to. No, I, w- I really want to call these people because these are amazing. Here
1: you go. People on the AOL for broadband are saying, don't leave D.C. We don't want the tree house. treehouse. Treehouse what? Flapper says, let's see, Dubs miss you so much, he decided he would run you down on a Ron and Fez bit. How you used to go on and on about your stupid body armor. What is this? Well, <laughs> How is it that I'm gone? By the way, I left the station for 10 days. Everything appears to be in complete disarray. How? From what I understand, I missed an ice cream social. He didn't miss anything. He didn't
6: miss a damn thing. Now, the, the thing about uh, the Under Armour's comment on Ron and Fez was that we were talking about stuff that people would just Mentioned by name a lot of times and it just annoyed the hell out of you. And you would you would always go, yeah, I'm wearing my Under Armour and. uh, What is? It it would always come up in the (laughs) weirdest conversations. Like you'd be talking about uh, about going to McDonald's for something, and your Under Armour would always come up in some kind of way or fashion.
1: First of all, I don't know if I ever used to say, yeah, I'm uh, wearing my Under Armour going to McDonald's. I never. You always did. You're such a liar. I was going to McDonald's,
6: I I just totally forgot I had the Under Armour on.
1: What are you it, it's talking It's so of? comfortable. That sentence has never come out of my mouth. You are such a liar. I am not. I don't know where... Why? At first, secondly, I don't even know where to begin with this when I start to uh, deconstruct your argument. Um, first, I'm so fat now, too. I had to put on at least 10 pounds because I ate so much when I was back home. <laughs> Maybe it's the uh, the horizontal stripes you were in there, Tubby. <laughs> thick. But in addition to that, too, I, I put my Under Armour on. Oh, man, that's a bad... Just a thing, like a month ago, a month ago, I probably still looked bad, but now I wouldn't even be caught dead out and about in Under Armour. I mean, seriously. Why do you have to say it by name? I don't understand it. But what else do you want me to call it? My workout gear? Yes. But there's a difference between workout shorts and Under Armour, is there not? I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I don't use it. I don't work out. I don't know how you would call me fat. What's up with that phone number, Tommy? Uh, the
4: guy said it wouldn't be prudent for us to go on air on this side of it. You'd have to call the marketing people, and
6: the marketing is closed. Oh, okay. That's right. my their asked, Have you done that? <laughs> yeah, and I
4: said we really like the headphones and everything, and we we're raving about them. He said, That wouldn't be prudent. Right. Prudent.
6: So, F. The people answering the phones over there use big words.
1: Oh, I know. That's high class. That's dude. high class. Stuff like that's high class. Well, obviously, I am alive. I took like six flights, and uh, I made it okay. No problems. The other thing, too, is I finally got searched, J-Dubs. Yeah? I finally got searched. And it was so funny, too, because it was from on flights from Dallas to Midland, Texas, and from Midland, Texas to Houston, Texas. You would figure they would search me when you're flying in and out of B W Y. now you got searched on uh, both of them uh, yeah and what it is is that they even said hey you whenever you go up and you' you know you're going through the conveyor and you have to you know take off your shoes and all that thing, they were like oh there's a special marking on the ticket for some reason the airline singled you out and you need to be searched and what's so weird about being searched is that you have this automatic feeling of guilt yeah you know what I mean and like so I'm sitting there and all I really have was my laptop with me and but you're just sitting there thinking, God damn, what if one of my brothers, like, decided to play a trick and put a knife in the, you know, in the
6: laptop carrying case? What kind case? of dick would do that? You know, you know they didn't do it. You would do that. Would you not? No, no. You seriously? I might, I might hide a joint in your uh, bag or something, but never a knife. I might get, I would rather get you busted for, you know, for weed, something you've never done, other than, you know, doing a terrorist scare, because that's just wrong.
1: Oh, you're a friend. I'd rather get you busted on weed as opposed yeah. to uh, getting busted for terrorism, but no i'm so and you're sitting there and you're getting searched and you're just thinking god man did i did I accidentally do I accidentally have some fingernail clippers and you just you can't have fingernail clippers no oh, I mean, really? you can't even have anything that could remotely be sharp, and so you're just sitting there thinking the whole time, what did I do? What do I have?" You know, what's? Am I going to get busted? Are they going to find something? Am I going to make my plane? All this going through your head. Meanwhile, I've got to say the TSA people are very nice. Yeah, They're friendly people. They're like, hey, sorry to do this to you. The airline's singing to you out for some reason. We're going to check you out. How's your day? Blah, blah, blah. So I want to give kudos to uh, the, the workers who are working very hard at TSA, keeping us safe. Not only that, I want to give kudos to Southwest Airlines. That's a great airline. Yeah. I used to fly it all the time as a kid. I've never flown Southwest. What I like about Southwest Airlines is the fact that you can sit anywhere you want. So there's no assigned seating. First come, first serve. You get to pick your seats. Everything is great. I really do dig that. I fly Ted. (laughs) I forgot about that. I wonder how that concert was. What was it? Pat Green? No. It was
6: the, uh, what was it? uh, I, I can't remember, it was something, the,
1: the something, something band. It was the... But what's so funny is that you go through all of this stuff and, you, you know, you're flying and everything works out okay. And you think to yourself, why are people so scared of it? When you really stop to think out of the thousands and maybe millions of flights, why is it that Americans are so afraid of flying? And my only, the only reasoning that I could come up with dubs was the fact that everybody has done it. For the most part, everybody can identify with being completely helpless in that plane and having the turbulence or something like that. You know what I mean? Everybody can identify with that feeling of being, uh, you know, helpless. But I don't understand why America, like there's a certain amount of things, like the certain list that Americans are really afraid of. When you look at it, and maybe you even look at other countries too, where, you know, they're not as afraid of flying as we are. You know what I mean? It's just like this... Well, so, we weren't really afraid
6: of flying before 9-11, you know? We weren't really afraid of it then, were we? I th- I, mean, I, I never flew before 9-11, so I don't know the, uh, the um,
1: really, the, the, te- the tension then I compared think, to now. I think that people have always kind of been leery. I think, honestly, flying is probably safer now than it was. Before 9-11. I mean, you know, for, you know, the security reasons and things like that. But you look at it, I mean, they're checking everything. I even got little slips on my on my baggage that says they went through my baggage, you know. But it's this culture of fear, I think, that America has where there are just certain things that we're afraid of. Namely, I think flying. Yeah, flying's a big one. I, and it doesn't
6: really make sense because there's more, you, you know, you uh, if you see uh, like a plane crash everybody's afraid, but it, people drive by a car
1: accident every day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like Another thing that I think Americans are afraid of are, like, low-income housing. Like, I'm driving around the Ward. I'm driving around the Ward. As yeah, project. In Houston, and you got the projects. Maybe you got, like, low-income neighborhoods, you know, like Southeast or Oxon Hill or in Dallas, Oak Cliff, Hamtramck in Detroit. And I'll tell you what. There's something
6: that you know goes through my mind every time I go through a project and is I wish I had power windows because I'm just sitting there cranking as fast as I can. And, and your forearms cramping up yeah. and you can feel it in your uh, in your bicep. Sometimes I'm afraid I'm going to break the window because it's going up so fast because I'm just cranking that thing as fast as it can go.
1: Well, that's the thing too is that my grandparents live in like the ghetto. Do that? So I'm going to visit my grandparents and normally... You know, as a little kid, I'm going to my grandparents' house and I think nothing of it. I'm going to visit Willita and Wilito. But now, as a 26 year old man, that's their names. Well, that's how you say it in Spanish. That's how grandmother. I'm sorry, oh. it's not Mama and pappy as you oh, white I folks say. I don't.
6: I, I thought that might be their actual name. Something <laughs> like, that. that sounds a lot alike to me. Coincidence. All right, go on. <laughs> how ignorant! Are you? What do you call your
1: grandparents? Uh, Grandma Betty and Grandpa Frank. See, si, Grandpa. It's always. Uh, the, the mamma. I had a, I had a, what my step my step step grandparent made me call her Mimi, and that's always that's the other weird thing too. Like weird names that grandparents will try to like. They oh, always yeah. want you to call something like real creepy. Or what's worse is when
6: you, your mom has a really close friend and your mom always refers to her as like. Aunt, uh, aunt Carol, or Aunt, you know, something. And she's not really your aunt. But you, you go through life, you go through until you're like eight years old, and
1: you never knew that before. You, she's just some poser. Exactly. Well, I had that. I had that Uncle Bill and Aunt Mary. And as it turns out, they were just my mom's college roommates. And you're right, you're about eight or nine, and you start wondering, okay, how are you related to me? How is it you're, you know, you're my aunt, you're my uncle.
6: And my, my mom had another friend that was a lot older than her, and uh, I was calling her Grandma B. And I got, like, eight or nine years old. How in the hell do I have three grandmas, you know? <laughs> and then I figured out, Grandma B's not my grandma. She's not anything related to me. She never gives me a great gift. She's not a real relation. And I I don't know
1: why the, your parents seem to want to lie to you the whole time. Another thing, too, about, like, old people, I think Americans are afraid of taking care of their parents. Like, I know that's even something right now that, and I, I don't want, I don't mean to get racial here, all right, but this is something that I need to explain because seeing my Mexican family and the way they take care of their grand their their parents, it seems to me, and J Dubs, you're white, it seems to me that white folks are so willing to throw their parents in a home. Oh, I, that's where my parents are going,
6: without a doubt. I'm not. I, why should I, you know, like uh, inconvenience my life? For my parents, when I had to uh, basically move out of my house when I was 16, just to get away from the creepiness that was my
1: family. And this is something I'd love to hear from some white people, maybe even some black people, and just minorities, because to me, I honestly believe the mi- the minority population values their parents more.
6: Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty
1: nine eight six six two seven seven four nine six nine. 4969 The reason is, is that there is this duty. Like it seems from on my mom's side or on my dad's side that they're going to take care of their parents if they have to move them in, if somebody has to give up like a period of their life, they're going to move them in, and they're not going to let them rot away at an old at an old age home. The most I'll do is send them to an old age home
6: that's if they're lucky <laughs> to your mom my mom and my dad seriously, if they're lucky, they go to an old age home because. Honestly, I don't want to spend the money on it either, but okay. uh,
1: not just the time, the money and I wonder to me, this really does seem something like is only in prevalent in white culture that I've noticed because let me say this too my stepmother is white, and they are my dad is going to put her in a home, and they they have like no problem with it they're putting the grandmother in a home my white stepmother's you know mother in a home but we would never ever dream of putting our latino moms and dads like i know myself my parents aren't going to go in a home if i have to move my parents in with me i'm going to move them in i think that latinos and minorities care way more about their family than white people do it's
6: kind of funny because anytime you ever have to go to an old folks home It's mostly white. It is. You might see a little bit of black mixed in, but it's like 90% white. But you don't see any Latino. I've never seen, when I think about it, because I've been to a bunch of old age homes and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen a uh, Latino person in an old age home.
1: 866-277-4969. If you can disagree, I'd love to hear. I want to be educated. Brad, welcome into the hideout.
0: Yeah, man, uh, I'm Persian, and, like, we take care of our parents till they die, basically. You know, I'm a, I agree with you, like, all American people are scared of, like, putting their uh, taking care of their parents and stuff. But for
1: me, it's you like a dude, I have die. to do it. I'd be speeding it up. And th- th- don't you think that it's something within your culture where you think maybe you value family a little bit more than, you know, your white friends?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's the way I've been raised.
6: What it- it- you know the, the whole family thing. I'm not trying to uh, say family's not important because it's important to a lot of people. It almost seems like a crutch to me for a lot of people.
1: You know, where they feel it. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, thanks, Brett, for the uh, call, Brett. Like they they
6: feel like they have to lean on them for so long, and they feel like they owe them something after a while.
1: Let me you know? give me, let me give you another example. Here's the reason. I got I got somebody else too. A guy that I work with over at the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, black guy was having a great radio career, really coming up for himself in, like, Atlanta or something. Took four years off to take care of his mother, who eventually ended up dying. Four years took out of his radio career, gave it up so that he could take care of his family. Black guy. I've never heard of a white person doing it. No. I don't want to be ignorant. I don't want to stereotype. I'm just saying, you know, that's one of the things. Maybe one of the things for me, too, um,
6: all my great-grandparents, they lived on their own until the day they died. They were they were strong enough mentally and physically where they could do that. I mean, my grandma was uh, 101 when she died, and she drove her car all the way up till 89. Skank. So. <laughs> Gail, welcome into the hideout.
7: Hey,
1: what's up? No, what? I totally disagree. I mean, I
7: can't say for everyone,
6: but I've not only watched my grandmother, but I'm willing to... Hello? Uh, what happened? Goddamn phones. Tommy, you back there? Oh, we're on... For some reason, we're on DD3. Yeah, uh, we DD1.
1: I'm sorry, Gail. You got cut off. We're gonna have to fix on um, the phones. I, go... I can fix it if I can run back there real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna talk to Rich. Rich, welcome into the hideout, bro. Call What's back, up, Gail. Bro? What's up, bro? Uh,
0: about the you know the minority stuff and oh, the what? whites not taking care of their
8: parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: I think it's more of a money issue as well.
1: You think it's more of minorities not having the financial means to put their parents into homes? Correct. I don't know. I have to disagree
8: with you because I know
6: my families are well off, bro.
8: I'm not saying every minority's not well. I'm not saying my every minority's poor. Mm
9: -hmm.
8: But you just, you know, not to sound, you know, I'm not racist or anything. I have a lot of, you know, Latino friends, but
1: (laughs) more of a minority thing. And you've got one Latino friend here. Thank you, Rich. I, I don't know. You, I mean, that could be a viable option. And maybe that's what it goes back to, Dubs. Maybe in the old time, there was never that option. And so as you, yes, as you grow up, you grow up in the tradition, in the traditions. You never had that option of putting your family away, so you just always had them hang out with you. All right. Well, I don't know. That could be a possibility. Thanks, I just
8: in, in Latino neighborhoods where I'm from, I don't see old age homes. No,
6: not at all. Of course not. I, yes. Thanks, Rich. And do you think it's a whole thing? Uh, do you think they're better off with their kids taking care of them? Yeah. Or in a place. If it's a good old age home, I'm saying, you know, a, a legitimately good old age home in a place where they're with people their own age and they're able to
1: relate to the people. No, they don't. They don't relate to them. They don't like them. You go to an old age home. Nobody is, there ever, is ever happy. Nobody there is ever happy hanging out with Justin from down the hall. They just don't like it. They'd much rather be... But a, they like Alex. They, they'd much rather be, that's right, around their kids and around their kids' kids. I promise you, no old person wants to go to the old age home. I'm sorry about that, Gail. Go ahead, bro. Hey, no. Uh, first
7: of all, I to you guys every weekend. You're the mom. You guys keep me focused at work. Thank you. Uh, second of all, I... We're going to take I your totally... mind off
6: anything. <laughs> no,
7: not at all. <laughs> I totally disagree. Like I am willing to watch both sets of parents. I've not only watched... My grandparents, but I'm willing to watch both sets of the parents. And Will you I watch totally... my parents? Yeah, Dubs yeah. needs a home.
6: Doves' <laughs> family needs yeah, a home. Because I'm not going to.
7: <laughs> no, but I, no, I, I definitely would have to have that love-family relationship in order to do what you'd have to do to watch them. Um, I do think that white people are really lazy these days, and it's just easier to financially put them up in a place True. where you're, where you're right. They're totally not going to be happy. I think that I the think they'll be ecstatic. The and
1: I, I honestly think maybe that's even the thinking: is that I have the money. Going back to what Rich said, I have the money. Why do I want to burden myself with my my mom who is incontinent? You know, why do I want to deal with that? I'll Let somebody else clean that up. <laughs> But at one point, you were incontinent, and she cleaned it up for you. And that's what I'm saying. And to me, that, that, a- that attitude is more prevalent in Latino cultures, and thank you, Gail. But you pass the torch with your own kids. Why do you have to take care
6: of, you know, because, all right, my mom is living with my grandma and grandpa right now, but I don't think they need the help. I think she's just getting off cheap, I think, personally. I, th- I think my grandma's just lazy. That's dumb. No, not, not my grandma, my mom. Oh, I think one. she's getting off cheap with the rent. That's my own opinion though <laughs> Daniel, welcome to The Hideout
0: Hi, I think you brought up a great point And not whites in general But American culture We really forget about the older generation And uh, I am a first generation And we can because you're the one in the boat Yeah, yeah uh, uh, But I am a first generation American And I consider myself American But both of my parents are foreigners From two different countries mm-hmm. And I have to say that I, in, if I was put in the situation tomorrow, I would take care of them. I would do everything in my power to keep them out of an old folks home because it's a terrible place to be.
1: You know, I, now, mean, I think you're right. Maybe I'm wrong in putting this off on white people. Maybe it is just Americans because we started this whole conversation of what are Americans afraid of, flying, low-income housing, taking care of their parents. Maybe well,
0: I think it's apathy, really. I mean, you know, that's something that's prevalent in our culture. Oh, across the board, just we care about stupid things and stuff that doesn't matter.
1: Instead of family. But, you know,
0: when, when your family should be the most important thing in your life.
1: All right. Thank you, Daniel.
0: I appreciate it.
1: You betcha. Uh, Matt Albert. <laughs> Matt Albert's quoting Daniel Carver from The Howard Stern Show. Wake up, white people. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for that in- insight. Um, Steve, welcome into The Hideout.
8: Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, bro? I, I am a white guy from... You know, America. I'm you know born raised here, and and I think part of the thing is is that minority families have more unity than than uh, American families do. You know, Americans are don't want to be burdened with that. You know, they're they're we're selfish.
6: Yeah, I was just about to say that it all comes down to being selfish and greedy. So you know, are, are inherently are white people more selfish than minorities? Um, I am i'm a I, white guy and i am I
1: I, I, i'm pretty selfish though too now that i think i don't know but I'm, I'm,
6: I'm sorry
8: i'm selfish i mean i didn't want to have kids for a long time because i didn't want to be burdened with that
6: steve i'm in the same boat with you right now too i don't want to have kids because I, I don't want the burden i i have kids now and how much they, of a burden are they
8: well, they are a major burden,
6: and and but they they'll they'll uh, clean the dishes and switch the ch- channel for you, right?
8: They, no, uh, they're they're too young for that. Well, one's too young for that, and the other one just doesn't give a rat's tail about it, the other way. But but I think you does know does have a rat tail? A, a rat's ass is what I was
1: going to okay. say.
6: Um, but what's more pathetic than a kid with a rat tail, too? Does that yeah. even happen? Is that even yeah. real? Well, and is still there. Uh, what? <laughs> In my hometown, there's still kids with rat tails walking. Do they around. do they have mullets also? No, there's still mullets. The mullet is still waving proud in Fowlerville. I had a mullet up until I was uh,
1: 12 years old. Okay, I was thinking like in shallow how oh, Jason oh. Alexander had a little tail. No, that, that's just a tail. Okay. A rat tail is yeah, yeah. yeah. A rat tail. Okay, I, I had a rat tail too when I was a kid. Actually, <laughs> thank you for the call, Steve.
6: This uh, kid I worked with over at the pizza place, his little brother had a rat tail, and they'd always come up and uh, mooch free pizza, the kid with the rat tail and his friends. And it was so funny because he got uh, this kid that worked with me, got so pissed off at his little rat tail brother, (laughs) (laughs) he grabbed him by the rat tail, dragged him out of the, the store, and was just laying into him about something. I can't remember what the argument was about, but he actually pulled him out of the place by the rat tail. And I've never seen anything more beautiful.
1: You know, speaking of little brothers, I want to play a song here. Um, and actually, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do some country music in the hideout because I'm feeling so good about Texas. But um, I uh, I got a question that I want to propose to you, J-Dubs. Is my little brother gay? All right? I've met your little brother. He does seem a little fruity. Is, I, this, uh, is this David Allen Coe? No, this is not David Halleckow. Damn it. (laughs) I got a brother who's in the eighth grade, and I'm a little... I'm not worried. Well, I am worried because of the culture. I just think that he may be, like you said, a little light in the pants. I know what you're playing. What? Dale Earnhardt. No, Dale Earnhardt. I'm sorry. (laughs) However, because I was in Texas, because I actually went to a bar that was the title of this song... We're going to do a little country music in the hideout. We're still going to do Mandatory Manson. We still got the old school damn jam of the week. Maybe even squeeze in some A Perfect Circle and uh, Smashing Pumpkins because we're light on the commercial load. But I want to play you a song that reminds me of Texas. So here's some country music for you in the hideout. It is Brooks and Dunn, Neon Moon. I got to tell you. I want to go dance. I want a two-step. And
6: everybody... This, the hideout. This uh, song is four minutes and eight seconds long, so you can uh, switch back then. Thank you. Bye. That
5: lonesome feeling comes to my door and the whole world burns blue. There's a run-down bar across the railroad track. I got a table
6: Sad to admit it, but Brooks and Dunn was the first kind of driver went to. And I actually waited in line because it was uh, it was a general admission seating, and it was at the Fowlerville Fair back in uh, 1994 or three. Uh huh. <laughs> you should have seen all the people with the uh, the uh, the button up fire shirts. You know that like I, I can't remember which one he used to wear. He used to wear a button up shirt with all these fire and flames going up it. But I waited out in line. The concert started at 7. We got there at like 11 o'clock in the morning, waiting to get into Brooks and Dunn.
1: <laughs> and we weren't the first people mine. There are only two country songs I'll ever play in the hideout. That was one of them. And the dance, Garth Brooks. Those are the only two country songs that I really like. What about It Ain't Country? If It Ain't Country? I'm not playing David Alico in the hideout. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Um, but that's just because I'm feeling still in the Texasy kind of mood. Uh, it is good to be back in D.C., though, man. I'll be honest with you. I do like D.C. How
6: about the one with the retard uh, running the Special Olympics? And no, he wasn't running the Special Olympics. He was running
1: a regular race, standing outside the fire. Is that Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks. Why is all the good stuff only Garth Brooks, too? How does that happen? I'm not sure. Garth Brooks and uh, Brooks and Don.
6: It was so funny because when I went back home for Christmas, I went up to my, my uh, chick's parents' house, and she we were watching old uh, footage of her skiing. Uh, She used to ski competitively, and at the end, at the end of one of the tapes, that video just started up. (laughs) That's the the retarded kid. Yeah. I laughed every time I watched that video. Is is that wrong?
1: Yes, it is. And, in fact, I want to say that uh, the higher powers that be are even starting to get back at you now for your horrible mistreatment of the special. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. Horrible mistreatment. Treatment, mistreatment, attitude toward the retarded.
6: I don't have any attitude
1: toward the retarded. I believe it's I think they're very fun.
6: I believe they're good people. It's one of mocking, I believe it is. I don't mock the retarded. Okay, wait a
1: second. Don't mock them. Anybody who's ever listened to this show... I mock the videos. ...understands that dubs could be completely lying. Um, Just wrapping up on my vacation real quick. It was cool. Got to see my parents, saw my mom's. Uh my little brother's are good. One thing that kind of I found very interesting. What was it like 3 weeks ago we were talking about little kids having cell phones. Yeah. My brother who is in the 8th grade, we'll call him Loverboy, has a cell
6: phone. Uh, oddly enough, I don't know his real name. All I know him by is Loverboy. I gave my
1: uh much like it was in radio. My real life is just like radio and all of my family has fake radio names. And my little brother who's in the 8th grade Loverboy has a cell phone. An 8th grader has cell phones, and I was going through, and he's got as many numbers on his cell phone as I do. I could not believe that my mom actually took the step to get him a cell phone. Now, do you think those people's numbers is
6: actually, you know, people who he actually calls or call him? Or was it like in uh, in high school when you had a black book, or like I, I guess in middle school when you had a black book, but you just looked up all the hot girls in school, their, uh, their, uh, their number in the... Uh, <laughs> In the phone book, you just jotted it down there. Yeah, I got a number. I don't
1: remember. Did you do that, too? Oh, hell, yeah. Well, you would go through, and you'd get your little your uh, your yearbook. You'd write down all the names of the chicks you wanted the phone number for, and then you'd go through. You would actually go in the phone book, write down their whole. Would you write down their address? No, I'd write down their phone number. But if there was more than one person with the
6: name, I would call them up, ask for them, and be like, yeah, one second. I'd hang up. Alright, write it down. I got the number. That's your number. It's so funny.
1: I remember dialing when you would dial, and you dial, like, the first six digits. And it would take you a long time to work up to the six digits. Yeah, you
6: you would never have the gall the first time. You know, you'd just be dialing. All right. You dial,
1: you uh, you know, you're you're dialing like this, and then this, this. This, this. And then it's like, oh, I can't call. I can't. Wait, 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 wait. And then you, then you walk around
6: the uh, living room kind of just touching your head. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to do it now. And then, it, and then, wait, the best thing is why you try to just fool yourself. And you jump on the phone real quick and like turn down the numbers real quick. Like, <laughs> and my whole
1: thing was... Like, you're trying to sneak it by yourself. Yeah, like, it would just magically happen. My whole thing, too, was that I would... um. I would only dial, like, like our, I was going to be like, all right, I'm going to call after ducktails. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to call after Growing Pains. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to call around 5 o'clock. Or maybe I'll even call early so that I just get her voicemail or her answering machine back then. Yeah. And then we'll see if she calls me back. But it's, it becomes this whole waiting process. And so you even set this thing. I'm going to call at 8 o'clock. And then that is, like, the fastest four hours after school. 8 o'clock is there and you're like, oh, man, i got to go do something. Or your parents ask you to do something, and you feel relieved that you don't have to go call the chick. Now, has that carried over to your life now?
6: No, I don't think so. I, I have a lot more uh, gall than I used to. I, wouldn't, I don't have a problem calling people at all.
1: I do. You do? I still have that problem. That's why I'm a horrible producer. I don't like calling and booking guests. Now, what I did have
6: a problem with was whenever, whenever I was like, you know, had an interview for a job or something, they call calling back to see, you know, because they haven't called me back in a little bit, you know. So I'm like, all right. Either they don't want me or, you know, they're just waiting to see my interest if
1: I'm calling back to, uh, you know. And I never understand, you're right, though. I never understand the etiquette whenever it does come to a phone. Because whenever, in radio especially, whenever you look at the job postings, it always says, no phone calls. But you wonder, do you should you call? Yeah, if it's anyway. just a regular job, should you call anyway for a thank you? That's that's why I love email. i got no problem sending somebody an email. I'd much rather send somebody an email than have to pick up the phone and call them. It spooks me out, and it started as a little kid trying to call chicks. And here's the thing, too. I never, whenever you call, a, you know, uh, when you're in middle school or you're in high school early on, and you call a chick, they never turn you down. They never say, no, I don't want to talk to you. They'll always chat with you. But was... the the weird thing is the uncomfortableness.
6: Like uh you'd always call up, hey, do you know who this is? <laughs> and of course they don't know. And uh uh Yes, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uncomfortable silence oh. like for fifteen seconds, Oh, how's it going? Justin, uh, uh yeah. I got uh, you for math, right? No, they they always know who I am. What's up? Why are you calling? Yeah, what do you want? I'm just seeing what's going on. How'd you get my number? I, I looked it up.
1: <laughs> I, I had this whole elaborate plan that I look you up in the yearbook and then I and then I call all the phone numbers in the phone book.
4: The worst thing is when you do that when you call the girl up and she has friends over. Oh God, that was the worst. It's like oh, you could hear them like, he's always that guy Tommy's on the phone. It's like oh God, why couldn't they be alone?
6: It's just, Tommy, Tommy who? Is it cute? No. <laughs> and then you hear all that, and you're like, yeah. oh, Jesus. Then, they, then you hear the speakerphone flip open. You're like, son of a
4: bitch. And then the next day, you're like, seeing them in the hallway, like like three or four of them, and it's
6: <laughs> oh. They just walk by and pretend like you don't see them. Or you you duck into a class that's not even yours. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Pita, how's it going? And then they're giggling.
4: And you're like, Jesus. I I was just calling for some homework help or something, you know?
6: But Uh, I haven't had you for a class in a year. And you already just told me. You just
4: called to talk.
1: I forgot. I just forgot whose class I was in. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel uncomfortable right now even thinking about it. But I wonder, did chicks ever oh, have... have bad memories of rushing back. My <laughs> childhood just flushing to the forefront. Did chicks ever have that, though? I I bet very rarely was a girl ever afraid to call a guy. No. Because it's just understood in the hierarchy if a chick calls you. And how about that? How about that when you're in middle school or high school, and the very first time your dad picks it up... Hello? Who you? Okay, hold on. Hey, Alex! Jackie's on the phone. You're like, holy Christ. And you're like, then you like get all nervous and flushed, and you're kind of like wandering around a little bit, and you like kind of creep up to the phone. The first time I did
6: it, I don't know how how I can say it, but I assumed the position in my bedroom. (laughs) I'm talking on the phone. First time a girl calls, just, no, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. You were punching and talking. Yeah, the first time. Because it doesn't happen every day. It's like I just got busted by my mom for calling all these things, and now I'm getting it for free. I know she ain't talking sexy to me, but it doesn't matter. It's a woman's voice
1: on the phone. Just call me Justin. Just keep saying my name over and over. You're like in the seventh grade. Are you serious? Yeah. You really did that? Yeah. Yeah what is... it's creepy I know no that that is like the uber creepiest thing that I maybe have ever heard I'm not kidding that is that is hardcore brother you were how what grade were you in um Gym. no no it was it was probably six or seventh you assumed and so what take me through it so your mom says hey so and so's on the phone yeah I'm like, who no, blah, 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 blah. I, I
6: had a phone in my room.
1: So like, hold on. All right, I'll take it up here. Now, were you, all, were you, were you about to do that anyway, and so it kind of no. worked out?
6: No, no. I was watching something, and I, so what I did, I popped the tape in, because I already had porn tapes back then, <laughs> put it on mute, <laughs> grabbed the Jergens bottle. Oh, all right, I got
1: oh. it. I, I got it, Mom. Stop it! You're such a liar. I
6: swear, I I can remember this like this was yesterday.
1: Right, who was well, the chick? Do you know? Was it anybody that like, you were really interested in? No,
6: it, no, no. It was some.
1: It wasn't even like a, a call
6: about you know interest. Uh huh. You know, it was just a call <laughs> of so, so, uh, some girls maybe literally calling you about math homework. No, no one called me about homework. Are you kidding me? I think she was trying to get me to hook her up with one of my friends or something. <laughs> now
1: how? I, I don't want to be too graphic, but did you get her to say any specific, like, key words? No, no. Or was it just the sound of a girl voice? Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's all it was. <laughs> and that's all you need when you're that old.
6: <laughs> and No way. I still needed movement and audio. <laughs> I, I did have movement. Uh, but oh, the, yeah. I, I had the uh, the TV on mute, and I had the
1: girl on the phone. What
6: was she saying?
1: Hey, I really want you to hook me up with BJ. I'm like, yeah, what you? that's his friend, by the way.
6: Yeah, what you want? You want to go? What do you want uh, to do, do with them? Where do you want to go? Yeah, what's going to happen after that? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> don't hang up yet. No, don't hang up. No, now, hold on. No, hold on. I, I got a few more questions <laughs> for
5: you. <laughs> that's so dirty. <laughs>
1: You're such a dirtball. I was, I was like eleven or twelve years old. But you know what? That just that just shows on the creepy meter where you
6: are. I was. It didn't know like I was knew what I was really doing. You know, I didn't know how creepy I was. I, I knew what I was doing, but I, almost, I didn't know how creepy I was. I almost want to play, play today.
1: another round of Can You Top Dubs because <laughs> that's just dirty. The things that I learn about you. Eight six six two seven seven. Forty nine sixty nine, that is too funny though, man. I can't believe you're my best friend, <laughs> Jeff. Welcome into the hideout.
0: Hey, how's it going, guys? I've uh, got a
1: fruitful wife. What's hey, up, bro? Uh,
0: yeah. I uh, I grew up with a younger sister, just about sixteen months uh, younger than me. Okay. She used to have these slumber parties all the time, and it was like bringing me prey because there was always like one or two. Oh yeah. And I was, I would swoop down in the middle of the night. Yeah, like a like a chicken sit, hawk. Yeah, and drag one of them up to my room. And she used to get so pissed at me.
6: Not when you say drag, you mean... Yeah, no, uh, not,
0: not forcefully. Uh, yeah, not forcefully. Okay, all right, good. They, they always came willing. Right. Popcorn and watching the movie and just kind of give a little signal, and then I knew. And, and that it, was that was my sacrificial lamb for the night. Oh, my goodness. Now, what, what,
8: what, what, what grade were you? Uh,
0: this was when I was
8: like a junior and senior in high school. All right, so they were sophomores? Okay. Yeah, they were
6: sophomores.
1: I got more
6: uh, creepiness for you.
1: All right, thanks, Joe. So that went through all of college, too. Good for <laughs> you, bro. Man, yeah, man. I feel like I missed out being an only child. <laughs> you got to have a little sister. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Now, I had an older sister
6: uh-huh. who was about 16 months older than me. Uh-huh. And she would, you know, she was uh, the fat girl on the... Uh, she listens to, God damn it. But she was a, she was the fat girl on the a hey, uh, fat girl, a <laughs> hey, fatty, on the uh, on the cheerleading team. She was the base of the uh, the uh, pyramid, you know. <laughs> all right, first of all, I gotta say, how horrible is the cheerleading squad in Fowlerville, Michigan. They weren't that bad. This is the point. They would have cheerleading parties over at our house. Like, you know, like they would do a cycle thing. Like, there's five cheerleaders that would have people over to their house every weekend. So, Oh, we
1: got to go to Fat Girl Johnson's house. Damn. (laughs) And they stopped coming to our house
6: because they didn't want me to grab their ass anymore. (laughs) I was probably the same time that I was you know answering the phone and you know assuming in position to the first girl to ever called me. I was grabbing the ass of girls that were just coming over to hang out with my sister. I'd be like walking up to get some uh, like a like a bowl of uh, tricks or something, <laughs> sneak a feel,
1: walk back to my like, room and like they wouldn't know who it was, you know. Oh you how are you a registered sex
6: offender in Fallerville? No, no. Are you sure? My best friend B J he's this, he was this close three different times. <laughs> but I never got busted. Oh, man. You, you'd you be surprised at how many registered sex offenders there are in Fowlerville. No, somebody gave me a website. where Yeah, you, you can go up and look uh, all of them. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you check your zip code, you and know, it's, and
6: it's, 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 it's sh- real creepy. And it's so funny when you see people you went to high school with that are on the sex offenders list, and it tells you the, the type of crime it was, like, you know, the age bracket and all this different stuff. It's the creepiest
1: thing in the world. You know, speaking of Texas, what they're doing is, you know, we played the song Neon Moon, and we went to the bar in the on Moon in the Fort Worth Stockyards. And apparently what they're doing now is they'll throw you on the sex offender list if you um, go to the bathroom outside. Like after a late night and you can't make it to a restroom. Like after, it, after a night of drinking and you've already broken the seal. and So they, they consider that,
6: they consider, um what do they call it, not... They consider it indecent exposure. Yeah, they, they,
1: they consider that a sex offender thing. Yes, and they'll put you on the sex offender list. Wow. For going to the restroom outside, it's that like, they're really they're really cracking down, though, man. Oh, I mean, seriously, um, they're really getting to the point where I don't know. What do you mean, good for them? Well, You're it, just, it,
6: it, good I mean, for them for cracking down. I think that might be a little
1: bit harsh, but I mean, do you want to get a kidney infection? <laughs> Somebody requested this. J Dubs is the worst person in the world. And that's so, so true when you think about just what we've learned about you in the last, like, 20 minutes. Why? I was I was 11 or 12 years old. I, I came from a broken home. But you know what? I was 11 and 12. I never assumed the first time a girl was going to call me. I got nervous butterflies and talked to her. You well, know, I, I got butterflies. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. They weren't nervous, though. And, you know, and you're taking it to another creepy level. The cheerleading squad didn't want to come over to your house because I was a... Touch her because <laughs> Jelly Roll Johnson would feel all over their asses.
6: <laughs> that was part of the problem. I had the nickname Jelly Roll Johnson in school. No girls wanted me, so I had to do that kind of stuff just to make it by as a twelve-year-old kid in a small town with a broken home. Oh, I don't even know how you could. Do... Now you're trying to turn it into where we should feel sorry for you. I that was a product of society right there.
1: I would love to have one woman uh, come on, just call. And just tell you, just ream you out for all of womankind. Why? I was 12 years old. I understand, but I, as a feminist, that offends me. As a feminist, it really does offend me. All right, let's take a commercial break. Okay. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We never even got into whether we got to play mower now as to whether or not my uh, my little brother may be Okay. And, and you know what? I, I love him to death, and I, I almost hope he is. I'm hoping for He can move in with your uncle. I'm hoping He can move in with me. I love that. I game. think you, him and your uncle would have a blast. And by the way, these Bose earphones are amazing. Yeah. I really do like this. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More dirtiness from J-Dubs. Oh, and by the way, spe- uh, let me tell you this. Let me tease this. When I was home, I seriously, when I was home, I, I had a memory one of the oogiest, creepiest, you know, like there are only certain things that like only your family knows about you, you know, like either your immediate family or your very close friends know this one thing that would embarrass the hell out of you. And it's like maybe the, the really creepiest thing that you've ever done. I kind of already said one of them, but I didn't focus on it. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to admit mine. All right. But let me tell you this. I'm hesitant but I want to get it out there, it's for the good of the show, and I know that for a good ten minutes you're gonna do nothing. You and the callers will probably do nothing but come up with new nicknames for me. It involves two of the dirtiest things you could ever imagine. And it happened to me when I was when I was when I was, when I was in high school. A twelve year old, a phone. No. No? <laughs> no, we're not talking about your childhood. We're talking about mine for a second. I will admit it was accidental, but this is funny stuff. It's funny and disturbing stuff all the time. You broke sudden.
6: through the toilet paper.
1: Find out next. (laughs) It's the hideout. It's 106.7. WJFK. The Hideouts,
2: featuring LFA and J-Dub. you. this is the greatest but the sickest radio I've ever heard. Real quick, the Hideouts. It's good to be intelligent, it's good to think for yourself, and it's good to be an individual. We're real people with fake names and invisible faces. Read the ultimate in reality radio.
6: The revolution starts
2: with the Hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Never most people outside realize how
8: much power in this
1: one room. Let them hear it! Welcome back into the hideout. It is Saturday night. Saturday night Brothers are with you. El Hafe and J-Dubs. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Uh, Tommy Bateman taking your phone calls in the back. Sideshow is here engineering the show. Thank you to both of those fellas for doing... Uh, not only an outstanding job uh, tonight, but also last week, too, when I was broadcasting live from Dallas. And you can uh, write it off as charity, all right? All right. Oh, oh was there a, getting paid. Was there an issue? No. Oh, no, okay. I'm just, just telling I, I saw an email, and I was afraid something that had come up with the hideout as well. It's an email that Cameron sent. What one? I don't want to talk about it on the air. <clears throat> the one about me? Yeah, the, about the you screwing up. Yeah. And then whatever. it also talked about part-timers getting... Uh, mic- well... If there wasn't so many holes in the system. <clears throat> God damn, it's easy. It's so simple. Um, speaking of simple, it's your favorite show, The Hideout. Uh, that was one thing the Market 119 had right. Yeah, I know the spots. Yeah. Hitting spots correct. Yeah. Next Saturday night, Dubs, believe it or not, is the year anniversary of The Hideout. Unbelievable. We have been on for an entire year. We made it. If it, if nothing else, we can at least put that on our resumes that we made it an entire year.
6: <laughs>
1: so don't get don't get
6: overzealous there. I know. Because, uh, Cameron may be out, but he's not out till next Saturday, so he's uh, he'll be back Thursday.
1: So with that though, coming up next Saturday is kind of a big day because it's the uh, NFL draft. Yeah. So joining us at nine o'clock tonight will be Larry Michael the voice of the Washington Redskins. He's going to call in. A little draft preview, see what's going on with the Skins, what's going on with uh, the Cowboys, what's going on with the Lions. I I really want to know because I'm totally confused on what they should do. And it's a perfect thing because Sideshow's huge Skins fan. I'm the Cowboys fan. You're the Lions fan. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun uh, with that as well. Plus, I found this interesting thing that ranks sports teams according to the fans and which ones are fan favorites. Yeah. And, Considering the fact that I've seen four major sports in four different venues in the last two weeks, I have an interesting perspective on that. We may even get our buddy Shafee on the phone for that. Now, also when
6: Larry Michaels comes calls in, we'll be able to... Larry Michael. Larry Michael. Sorry. I, 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 I had an nest to everything for some reason. Well, it's that Fowlerville Twain. Yeah. When Larry Michael calls in, we can... Uh actually take phone calls and see if like if there's people from out of uh, out of town that want to get their uh, their team's preview and everything. So you'll so be fielding phone calls as well, 866-277-4969. So
1: some draft analysis coming up in about an hour. Yeah. Ton, our buddy from MidnightMonkey.com, where you can go and get all your favorite adult toys, uh, is going to be in. Now, that's not spelled... Regular, though. Yeah, it's N-I-T-E, MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. Ton is in town. He's based out of, I believe, Arizona, or maybe St. Louis, one of those two. And he's actually in town, I guess, for some business. So he's coming in. He's going to hang out for the last hour of the hideout. We're going to give out prizes. We're going to bring back the game, insert this, and uh, we're going to have some fun with Ton around 10 o'clock. So a very action-packed hideout uh, throughout the rest of the night. Solid. Epic. Epic. By the way, that's all I did in Texas too. I uh listened to Rome. Listen to Rome. Uh when I was in Houston I shot some hoops, swam a little bit, and uh listened to Jim Rome.
6: I was so bored the other morning, I was listening to Stern. I started sending them uh, like songs they could use with different things, like emailing them stuff, sending Stern stuff. Kind yeah. <laughs> of remote producing for the show. <laughs> Didn't use any of it. Yeah, I wonder why. And that's what Ron and Fez are stuck with. They're stuck yeah. with you. <laughs> well, I'm emailing songs of Stern. God knows I,
1: I'm i the worst producer for Ron and Fez. You know, seriously, you're the worst producer in the world. I think Tommy and I were talking about this. You're a great co-host. You're a very funny guy. But you are a horrid producer. Oh, I, I am. I have no eye
6: for detail. I am not quick on the jaw with a bunch of the... Uh, like,
1: th- your mind works quick, not in producing a show and, hey, we should get music for this no, I- or we should get a guest for this. You think of dirty, crass, FCC uncompliant things to, to talk about. Yeah, I,
6: I'm more than anything during uh, the Ron and Fish show, I'm IMing Ron like third mic. You know, I'm just sitting in there just eyeing them different things. Like, <laughs> sending them jokes. Yeah, sending them jokes, sending them, uh, you know, just different stuff that has nothing to do with what a producer should be doing.
1: IMing me about Wonder Boy. <laughs> Christ what the hell was that all about god damn him would he do something please anyway um retard <laughs> what uh he's out of town so yeah we, we want. whatever who cares <laughs> and like we care anyway uh, we tricked him into breaking in his own windshield <laughs> I'm sure retard is on
6: our highest defense list with him <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> think about so many more things
1: we've done oh love him though um yeah. So we were actually talking about my trip, and we got started talking about my little brother, Loverboy, who's got a cell phone. That's what we got into that whole conversation last break. But what was funny is that he is in the eighth grade, and his favorite thing to do is play Dance Revolution on Xbox. Does he have the pad and everything? He's got the pad and everything, and so he sits there, and he dances... To like the techno music, the revolution, and I just got to throw out a quick mower now. Oh. I, I, he, I he, remember I've always yeah, like, I've always told got, you I've always thought he's a little on that side. I love him to death. If that's the path he chooses, uh, you know I'm going to be the first one there to support him, and that's great, you know. But is that if you got an eighth grader, and he plays football? He plays football. He does play soccer though. He plays football now. What what position, though? He's wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, the third grade? <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, man. And so he's sitting there and he's just dancing away on his dance revolution. And he's, like, perfect at it. Like, he gets perfect scores. There's... And he, he does that while watching American Idol. Wow.
6: Yeah. Uh, is there... Alright, you've you said uh he you had these suspicions about him
1: before. Why why was it before? You know why? Couple of reasons. He's very soft spoken, he's very sweet. He's a very sweet kid. And the other thing he's, he's sweet like candy. He's very he's he's gorgeous. <laughs> Alright, now now who's the Mo now? No, but he's my little brother. You know what I mean? Is he, talking, he is a he's a great looking kid. You know, and, and so I, and it was those
6: things. Plus, I got gadar. Okay, now, tell me this: when you walk into his room, what do you
1: see? Unicorns? Um, no, I mean it's dirty, but you don't see like posters of like athletes. I mean, he's not real big into sports. He he likes Dance Revolution and American Idol and soccer. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, you know, but you know whatever. But I mean, I'm just does he does he have a, like stuffed animals or anything like that? I don't know. But, it, like, going back to the revolution thing. Yeah. I mean, are there certain things that your kids can play with that automatically, it kind of throws off a little light bulb? Like, whoa, wait a second. Because I know there's this whole thing about not letting your your kid play with a Barbie doll or your yeah. little boy. Your little boy plays with a Barbie, most guys slap him. Yeah, you get it. I mean, my, my kid wants I, to play with a Barbie, whatever. Really? I used to have... <laughs> All right. My he-man would always date the Barbies. So like He-Man was dating the Barbie, and I would actually have them consummate. I I had a Cabbage Patch Kid. Did you? It, it was a boy Cabbage Patch Kid, but it was a Cabbage
6: Patch Kid nonetheless. What about And a- also a Pound Puppy? I had a Pound Puppy too.
1: Pound puppies are okay, I think. I collect teddy bears now. I I sleep with a teddy bear now. His name's Big Buff. <laughs> I got I got Blue Bear. In fact, I bought a bear when I was down in Texas. He had a little scarf on and a vest. <laughs> he was pantsless. What, I'm not going to get that? It was cute. <laughs> Are there any other things, though, that, like automatic markers
6: that your kid may be among? My my little brother was like a big Powerpuff Girls fan for a while. You know, and I'm... I, I I even said, hey, fag, stop. No. I, I, I was a, it was a bad time in my life when I was very, uh, very... Uh, Blunt and racist, but yeah, I, I, would, I would I would yell at him
1: as opposed to what now?
6: Uh,
1: as opposed to last weekend? Yeah, Jesus.
6: But uh, that, that's how that's how I used to be. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he he would he would do stuff like that, and also he he had like a, a, a strawberry shortcake or something like that. He had he had like a little <laughs> strawberry shortcake house, and like. You know, like, the, the villain, the guy with that looks like, uh, he has, like, a, a straight mustache, a curly mustache, and he would, he would play with them like they were He-Man dolls or something like that, but they were the
1: gayest pink strawberry shortcake dolls you'd ever see. I don't know. I just wonder, like, as a dad, if there was something your boy was playing with. Now, vice versa, I mean, if your little girl likes to shoot hoops or if she wants to play with He-Man, I mean, is that okay? I, I mean think I that, think it's all okay is it not but are there I, certain little mark girls I, girl?
6: I would I would uh, I wouldn't say that she may be uh you know gay for playing with the He-Man if a girl plays with the He-Man I might say you know what she's into a lot of guy stuff she's probably going to be a slut when she grows up that's what I would think that's, that's what my process would be I wouldn't be thinking oh god she's going to be butch she's going to be she's going to be spreading. that's what I'm going to be thinking <laughs> What? I don't even know where from No because true. because all the girls that spread usually are the girls who hang out with, like, are the girls that say, yeah, I don't have any friends that are girls. All my friends are guys.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm basically a guy.
6: Right. You know, if, if they're already playing with He-Man dolls,
1: mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yeah. Um, going back, uh, Mr. Twister here says something. Uh, unless I miscount, this is the 51st show, and this includes the New Year's and Christmas show. So it will be exactly fifty-two shows next week when we celebrate the year of the Hideout. We I, we must have missed a couple, then. I didn't think we took any weekends off. I don't think. I think there were a couple weekends where we had to. Where there was like red sky. Oh yeah, then. yeah. So there were a couple, but I think we made up for. I wonder if he's counting like the special hurricane show that we did. I'm I'm, I'm guessing if he's. Kind of special, uh, there was the one time when Shafee uh, came in and we did the special Saturday, uh, Friday night show. You can only count that for half because I wasn't here. No, nah, I think it was a great show, to be honest with you. I didn't hear it. Um, Joanne here says, No lie, hefe, and dubs. You will die in just a few days. I am a fortune teller, and you have little time left to lives. It says lives. I don't know if I can trust a fortune teller that doesn't know how to spell. Call in, Joanne. I, I, To me, I'm great. I flew I flew all over the United States of America. No, I'm fine.
6: you know what she's gonna say That's just to throw you off to think you know you're invincible
1: now you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Do you want to know uh, you want to know how we die? I love to see if Joanne call in Joanne if you're really a fortune teller and we only have days left, Bateman's happy because he's not on that listed guy. It's gonna be the Bateman Inside show show. <laughs> sideshow show. <laughs> the Bateman and Sideshow on one hundred six point seven WJFK. Uh, Rita, welcome into the hideout.
7: Hi, I. This is the first time I have put you on, and I want to find out your initial song. We the people is that made by you? Is this available commercially? That's terrific.
6: Oh, the um the the show opened, J dubs I, I I made that. That's not us saying it though. Uh, the the we the people part is uh, a band called Corporate Avengers Uh and the other part is Dennis Kucinich.
1: It's like Dennis Kucinich mixed in, President Bush mixed in. It's so funny because it. it It fakes you into thinking this is a political smart show. Yeah, and And, then and then we
6: call, then we come on and we talk about
1: getting phone calls. Number
6: eleven. No, it's not available. I
1: can
6: I can give you an MP3 though.
1: Well, next Saturday, (laughs) uh, just tape it and you can listen to it over and over again. I will and appreciate El Hefe. And and hey, you El Hefe. Yes, ma'am. Don't
7: give people uh, that we speak Spanish. I am La Hefe here, because Thomas Hyatt is white. The only, and, uh, what? <laughs> and, and Jennifer Lopez is white. And Ricky Martin is white. Since when do you call them the, those are, you know, we? we. Are the only thing we have different between one white and another white is the language.
1: All right, what a you I got. What do you mean that Jennifer Lopez and Jay... Uh, and, uh, some, some higher. Why would you say they're white? Uh, you
7: said that. You were talking to that guy next to you. J-Dubbs.
1: No one, it doesn't matter what his name is. Go ahead. Makes, I remember you saying that.
7: I was <laughs> saying the white people or something <laughs> of that nature. We, like... Like, where where I'm from, Crap. we were the first ones in the United States. In Are you talking Puerto... about Puerto Ricans? Absolutely, nah, baby. Oh, boy. Before <laughs> Mexico was, before anybody was, we were the first government in this All right. All right. That's,
1: that's my always that's always my issue with Puerto Ricans and Cubans. They always think that they're better than <laughs> the Mexicans.
7: Before than Cuba was,
1: we were there first. All right. Thank you, Ria. Bye-bye, dear. All right. See what I'm saying? I mean, look, she Puerto Rican? Yeah. I don't
6: understand.
1: <laughs> I'm not hating on my
6: fellow Latinos. I'm just saying. I, I was waiting to get slapped right there. It was, like a, it was like a mom yelling at you. And
1: how could she, how dare. She said this is the first time she tuned in. We talked about that like a month ago. Yeah. Where I had some issues with Puerto Ricans and Cubans. For what I just, exactly, for what we just heard, for them thinking they're better than Mexicans. Because Uh Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, Uh and Cuba gets a free pass.
6: Uh, Yeah. Shut up. I'm not going to disagree. not going to agree, though. You son of a bitch. I just have never been at the losing end of an argument with a very old Puerto
1: Rican woman. (laughs) I have. I've been on many. Brad, welcome into the hideout.
10: Buddies, it's almost a year.
1: I can't believe it. Can you believe? We need to celebrate. Who's this Brad? Big ass Packers fan. Yes, sir. Big ass Packers fan. Where have you been, today? bro? One of the original fans of the Hideout from forever ago. Actually. You to come in, man. Yeah, in fact, why don't you come in next Saturday? That's well, what we want. Like next Saturday. Yeah. Mm, I can, I can, I can work it out. Well, I'll be there. All right, awesome, bro. Because here's the thing, and thanks for the call. Thank you for the uh, the good words. Next Saturday, we want to kind of we start early yeah You're talking about the early start time is that was that what you were gonna say Bateman? yeah I was
4: gonna make sure that we were actually starting at six o'clock instead of seven
1: yeah, yeah we're starting at six we're going an extra hour that
6: night and Bateman will be picking us up no no Why? no I got plans I got stuff to do no you gotta pick right, us up I'll take dubs home have bacon fly home what are you talking about
4: you I... want you want to take me home I take you hey a couple of weeks ago I said hey do you think you could give me a ride home You're like no, I don't think so.
1: I remember that. Okay, that was after the the St. Pat's spat. let not even go right there. Okay, that yeah. was after the St. Pat's spat. Me leaving you there allowed you to bang ice-coast chick. Ugh. <laughs> and I just got in my ass whooped by Dubs. And, I asked like, you thinking, beforehand. I knew what was going to happen. I, I knew Dubs was going to pummel me. Not interested. Well, I'm not interested next weekend. I'll we, take Dubs home. I'll we get a drink next week. Don't yeah, we? Yeah, we get
4: a drink next weekend.
1: And what happened at Chipotle? I didn't bring in Ass any tag. I didn't bring in any food because I was told that Chipotle was bringing food in. It's a four-hour show. You, you really need a snack. Pizza for plugs. <laughs> is it any wonder? it any wonder they had the ice cream social when
4: Jefe was gone and they brought cakes in when Jefe was out of town? Oh that.
6: yeah, there was cake too. Really good cake. That that was, was, it wasn't like normal uh, run-of-the-mill uh, cake you get from
1: Giant. It was like some. <laughs> It was from Stratford University in their culinary school. Was it? Yeah. Well, I host a test Tech Talk this morning. I know. They They got us some uh, sweets
6: upstairs up in uh, in the Ron Fez office, too, some uh, rum uh, rum cake. Don't let him know about that. Uh-huh. All right. We got to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> hey, how many different flavors of ice cream did they have up there? An unbelievable amount. I've never seen that many, that many flavors of ice cream. What, are you rubbing it in? I'm, no, I'm just telling you. I'm giving you a report. Why is
1: it when I'm gone? They bring in the cakes. They have the ice cream social. And what is this? The seventh grade having an ice cream social? Ice is... cream,
6: the ice cream social is so weird because they had... What, did a...
1: we have perfect attendance?
6: <laughs> <laughs> they had They had about a, bu- a bunch of just pints of ice cream, and then they had a 30-pack of Bud Light cans. <laughs> Classy. It was like Trailer Park Revisited.
4: A couple of people were laughing that Hefe wasn't there. Who? They, I'm not giving out any names, but they like Bateman
1: and Dobbs. Those are the two people. Like,
4: hey, isn't it kind of co- a coincidence that we have all this food when Hefe's not here? Shut uh, up! And man. we have all this food left over when Hefe's not here. <laughs> Who said that? More than one person. That's all I'm saying. Who? A
1: couple people. Jack. Jack? That son of a bitch has <laughs> let me down many times in this past week. <laughs> hey, Alan. Oh. Know. Dave Joy. Alan was making a few jokes too.
4: <laughs> he was actually kind of funny when he was yeah. cracking on Hefe.
1: Yeah. Get out of here! I'm not interested. Go away. All next right. next week a week show with some good ice cream though. Shut up! You really missed out. I got some chunky monkey at home. I'm fine. So <laughs> many <laughs> go away. Don't go for the easy ones. All right. You want to talk about embarrassment? My mom is great. My dad. I don't want to get into it. I got so many father issues. I don't feel like bringing the show down. Um. The only one other thing that I want to mention about vacation dubs so, so I go to Midland, Texas. That's where all of my mother's extended family is. Grandmother, grandfather. And this is where I was going to say what's the most embarrassing thing that only your family or your fo- your close friends know? My family and one of my close friends know about mine. You want to know it? I, of course.
6: <sighs> all right. Around the same time when I was doing all that <laughs> stuff we talked about in the last break, I uh, punching on the phone when a girl first called me, um, grabbing my sister's friend's asses, and they wouldn't come over to our house anymore. I also ran up a $800 phone sex bill. Wow. (laughs) Uh, And I never, like the first few times, all I did was called and talked. I never really even got to punch you're just so happy to talk to a girl. Yeah. It was very pathetic. It was a bad time in my life when my
1: mom gets an 800. Or... Oh, William's here on cue with pizza. Thank you, bro. Give us a second, man. We're, gonna, we're chatting here. Go ahead. So
6: I ran up an 800 and some dollar phone bill. My mom didn't have the money to pay for it. So she has to ask my grandma for the money. <laughs> Did she pay so, what it was for? Yeah. Well, it's my, my mom's not going to ask her for eight hundred dollars, and my grandma's not going to ask her what for. You know. Well, she didn't lie the car down or anything like that. I I can't expect her to, you know, lie for me when I'm running up her bill for being a deviant. So the eight hundred dollar phone bill, eight hundred dollar phone sex bill to many different phone sex places. <laughs> I didn't stay. I didn't have one home. You know, I went... I, 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 you like to
1: sample? Yeah, You're like to, young.
6: I like to sample, you know, the big and plenties. Uh, the, uh,
1: I wonder how big and plenty sex sex lines, like, how they work. If, if they're like Matt Albert and they're like, breathe real heavy. no. <laughs> I was, love you. <laughs> what was funny is I never
6: had any of the numbers in front of me, so I'd be sitting there just trying to spell stuff out, seeing what I could get. Uh. <laughs>
9: So you're some crazy stuff.
4: <laughs> but, but didn't you know that, like, you are going to get caught with, like, they're going to send the bill,
6: or did you just not even care? Uh, it wasn't really going through my mind, and I thought I could fool them with the fake name. <laughs> hey, it wasn't us. It, it really was, you know, my mom could tell my voice, you know. My mom can tell that it's not Jim,
1: you know. <laughs> so you would give a fake name? Yeah. Didn't you have to give, like, a credit card or something, or do they just no, bill your it, home?
6: This is when they would bill your home. I don't think they'd bill your home anymore because of all the... Because I think my mom got off of, like, half the charges because she said it was her son and I was an underage. Person.
1: I'm surprised that they would even let that happen because most times they're not. Those places aren't cool about it. In fact, have you ever seen... Well, I mean, I know it's a movie, but Punch Drunk Love. Is about that whole thing where he calls a phone sex line. Sounds like doves when a girl calls him in middle school. And he yeah, and he gives his credit card number and they end up running up his bill. That's what that Adam Sandler movie's all about. All right, what do you got, Bateman? You got one? Um, embarrassing stuff only your family would know. The only embarrassing
4: stuff my family would know would be, you know, my stepsister that I'm banging her. <laughs> I mean, not, you
1: are, uh, other you are than getting
4: that. Now? I don't, you're, such a, you're such a liar. Are you really? <laughs> Get out of here. That's the only embarrassing thing my family knows about
1: me. Shut up. Go away. Answer the phone. The only thing they know about is your stepbrother. 866-277-4969. Sideshow, you got anything you want to admit to?
10: Not really. Come no, on. Not on this forum. It's not Seriously? Exactly. Yeah. They might be listening. All
1: right. Well, I know one that he just told me. <laughs> tell me. Uh, you son of a bitch. Tell me. No, come here, a... dude. Come on, Tommy. Come on. Tell it. You don't care, do you? He banged your chick. Yeah. Right. Oh, shut up, come on. All right, do it. Go ahead, Tom.
4: He has a work related injury from WJFK from sitting up in the dump room for so long. That, that apparently something on him is sore from
6: sitting so long and You got Roy? You got Roy? I don't have Roy <laughs> I had one I had one while you were gone. I didn't know if I told you about that. Oh. That was so disgusting. He's sitting in the green room with, or the call screen room. He's like, "Oh, I can't sit on this me, chair." Meet me, me J dubs I was doing that because I had a roid. So what? Did you have to get a special seat or what? <laughs> No, I, I I had to go get the uh, the cooling gel.
1: Oh, <laughs> JFK, you could get workers comp for that. I was thinking about that. <laughs> you think it's the chairs? Oh, I know it's the chair. Sitting on the chair, dumping Howard and Ron and Fez. I got a big red mark. Okay, right at the top of my cheek. <laughs> I don't down. know if that's a roid though, is it? Maybe it's no. just a mark. No, it's not a roid. It's real painful. It's not a roid, but it's. Let's like, see it. Sit down. No, oh. you want to see it? Yeah, I want to. Oh. See. Do you want to see <laughs> it? Yeah, I'll see it. I don't want to see I leave him leaving. I'll look out. <laughs> 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 don't oh, eat the pizza. God. He wants to look. Oh. <laughs> you should you should make him do a stunt so he gets the the opportunity to look at it. You really want to look at it? Show it. I want to see it. Are you kidding? No, I'm, I'm interested now. Oh. <laughs> I am too. What's wrong with this show? Hold on, your pants. Oh, <laughs> so, so sideshow pulling down his panties. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> No, all right, stop! I can't believe you're gonna to touch the buttons afterward too. Oh, go wash your hands. Jesus, and get some sun. I know you like to hang out with the brothers, but you are pale. Powder. Jesus. All right, you want to? Right, I'm just gonna admit mine real quick. So I'm in Midland, and I get into the shower. And as soon as I get into the shower, it completely jogs my memory of what happened. I get into the shower, and I remember that when I was like a sophomore in high school, I don't know, I, just, I was in a hurry. We were going to go out somewhere. And so I needed to shower. I soap up. And then I just grab one of the bottles and, you know, wash my hair. Well, I get out of the shower... You know, whatever. I'm going in, and my mom's about to get in the shower. She's like, hey, what did you wash your hair with? There's no shampoo in here. I'm like, no, there's shampoo. It's right there. That's not shampoo. You look closer. Twice, because I always wash my hair twice. Twice. I wash my hair with my grandmother's douche. Oh,
9: God. <laughs> oh. oh. oh
1: i'm not kidding well did you smell summer fresh (laughs) i'm not kidding i swear that is a true story i had no idea until my mom came in and said are you what did you shampoo your hair with did you shampoo yes i shampooed. with what the shampoo isn't in there i'm like no it's right there she's like look closer at that and i look at it summer's eve and it's and it was like something special for like old people, because it was like in this special bottle. And I don't know, it was like blue. I mean, I figured it was like Selsun Blue. I don't know, but <laughs> but I twice scrubbed, scrubbed my head uh, with my my grandmother's like douche thing that she oh, uses. God. <laughs> I know you shot.
6: I'm I'm just there's too many jokes to uh, really process right now. I, you've, you've stumped me. You've yeah. really stumped me. I, I, I don't just, know what to say to
1: that. I just want to let you know, the Hideout listeners, that we will talk about everything. It's the Hideout. We feel comfortable. That's why we go by aliases, <laughs> El Happy and J Dubs. And I just want to know if there's anything out there that I could top. I honestly believe you can. Could, no. you couldn't top that. And and of course, of course, after I get out of the shower, and that's uh, the what, joke. Wait, wait, wait. What what kind of texture was it? Uh, I, mean, I don't. I don't really remember it because it was. I mean, it it seemed like shampoo. I don't know. So it was creamy. It could have been. It wasn't watery. You'd think th- something like that would be watery. I yeah. think. It, I think it was watery. It be- was watery. Yes. And all I just remember. I just. And then I remember grabbing the bottle and looking at it and being in like this utter complete
6: shock. Now the funny <laughs> thing is, the funny thing is, when you're washing your hair. Water goes into your mouth from your hair. Oh. Stop!
1: <laughs> These are <there> gargling. <laughs> Stop. It's true, though. It's true. And I and and, and you know, My family is so mean that whenever I get out of the shower, they all start laughing and making fun of me and calling me douche head. And this is like aunts and uncles and stuff. Everybody remembers it. they're all calling me names. It would be great if you still had dreadlocks at the time and your grandmother's like wringing them out back into the bottle. So there you go. That was like kind of the highlight of my trip, just remembering that and then having my family pick on me for that. So that was the most embarrassing thing ever. I was expecting something a lot worse. Really? You don't think washing your hair as a high schooler with your grandmother's douche is bad? You listen to that. listen to what I just said. Now (laughs) listen to
6: this. My friend, his family doesn't know about this, but I do. I was going uh, to Florida with him right right before we were leaving. He was in the shower. He was in there for like a half hour. I'm like, what the hell's taking him so long? So I just go in there, open up the the curtain. He's on his knees. (laughs) facing away from me. Oh boy. Naked, and you know what he's doing. Yeah. And he turns up, Get
5: the
9: hell out of here! (laughs) (laughs) uh, All I do
6: is, like, I do that in the shower too, but why are you on your knees? I don't understand (laughs) that. Seriously. (laughs) Was he washing his hair with douche? You might have been washing
4: a lot more of
9: it.
4: Oh. Oh. Oh, all right. Let's hey, speaking of embarrassing things, do you have those Matt Albert pictures?
1: Oh, yes, I do. Um, Matt Albert from the New Year's Eve show <laughs> when we made him go around to various bases. Um, yeah, it is here. Hold on. i got to look through all my stuff. got to look through my files. I can't believe you don't think that's really that bad, Dubs. I, I guess I feel better about
4: that then. I thought it was going to be something like you ran into your mom (laughs) naked or something. Like, you both were naked and, like, bumped into each other in the hallway or something.
1: You ever do that? No. God, no. On purpose? Have you ever seen your mom's naked? No. Thank God. I have. I have. It was the 80s. It was, you know. Yeah, we were all free. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here it is. Here's the biggest... You can't touch, Dubs, because you're eating pizza. Look at the glee on your face, holding that, that blow up doll <laughs> while Matt Abert gets the third base with it. <laughs> Look at like it's over his head like a, sa- a sack of potatoes.
9: Like it, it's the
1: right kid. there. He's so happy, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over his sideshow. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and um, apparently Tommy is the new king of WJFK. He's, he's everywhere now. Yeah? Yeah. He's wormed his way onto yet another show. And I hear he has a legitimate crush. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. We'll learn more about
6: that. And he says she reciprocates with the crush. Was somebody here?
1: Yeah. He's always making stuff up. Hideout. Dobs, what are you doing? Taking a break. Coming back. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, disarm. Disarm. It's The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. AOL for broadband instant messenger as well. J F K L H A E L J E F E. Uh Sideshow here, Bateman here, buddy William has stopped by as well. I just admitted to the fact that I uh washed my hair with my grandmother's douche when I was in high school, unknowingly. Now in uh in wrestling in high school, we used to trick the new guys
6: into washing their hair with Stuff I can't really say what on the air anymore. I would be able to, you know, allude to it with some kind of number. Uh huh. If we if this wasn't <laughs> if this is a more FCC friendly day. Uh huh. But now, uh, yeah, that's what we used to do, and then they would do it, and afterwards we'd point and laugh at them, and they'd have to go in and take another shower. <laughs> they'd be done drying their hair off, so
1: they'd have to throw away their towel as well. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just a couple of uh, quick calls on. Um stuff that you've been busted on are only close friends or family know. What uh Nick, welcome into the hideout. What's up, guys? What's up, Brother? Just chilling
0: brother. Listening to some of your stories and relating a little, little too well.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh,
0: kind of got busted by the girlfriend on the uh, sex chat and uh right. trying to get my way out of it. Wonder if you guys got any tips
6: for on me. on a phone or in the chat room? On the phone.
1: So what happened? Like she was maybe picking up the phone to dial someone, and then she heard you having some phone sex. No, I mean
0: she was my great girlfriend cleaning my room, saw my phone bill, decided to to dissect it, and uh, found it on there.
1: <laughs> I dumped Only her. Only one thing wasn't me. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Go the shaggy route. Wasn't me. Some, yeah, somebody somebody it's broke it's in self, the call. Is your it's, little brother. But
11: it's your self, my cell phone. <laughs> oh,
1: you lost oh, your yeah. cell phone. I don't know, baby. Remember that time at the bar I told you I lost my cell phone? Oh, I didn't tell you? Yeah. And somebody well, so must it, have been calling there, the phone sex. Yeah, there was
0: a couple of dates. And,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs>
6: You're screwed. Now, one, yeah. now one, one thing that we used to do. Um, thanks, Nick. We used to go uh, around different people's houses that we didn't like. Take a phone with us. Outside people's houses, I don't know if it's still like this, there was this little box with a phone jack in it. You could plug into it. It was like for like the uh, telephone people to test your line when they're working on it outside so they don't have to come in and test the line. We would go there, plug it in, just dial 900 numbers for like hours straight. Run their bill
1: through the roof. I don't even know I'm your friend. You're like, seriously, I mean, that stuff is, like, illegal. Oh, yeah. Creepy. Yeah. I mean, just all of, all of them. All of Yeah, all of them. You know what else is creepy? This hat you're wearing. Why? Uh, J-Dubs is like, you like my hat? My girlfriend got it for me. The hat actually has J-Dubs on the front, and it has the handicap, like, the wheelchair handicap, like, symbol on the back of the hat. It's like a flex fit. Why would, what is that?
6: <laughs> because people always call me retarded. It was, like, her little joke. You know? And then, you know, yeah, my, my voice caters to recharge, so I, I wear
1: my symbol proud. <laughs> so Dub's, he always wears his hat backwards, and he's got the handicap symbol on the front, on the back of the hat, which is facing front, and J-Dub's on the back. Yeah. Dig it? Not really. It's kind of creepy, I'll be honest with you. Why? I don't know. It just seems wrong. Like, you're making funny of handicapped people. I'm not making fun of them. I'm making fun of them. It's actually a
6: way to make fun of myself. You know, people always call me retarded or, you know, whatever. Yeah, you, I can't believe uh, blah, 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 blah. And j is a retard. How, how did he do something better than you? Yeah, you know, so like, all right.
1: Does that give you the right to uh, park in handicapped places? <laughs> I hope so. I figure you I'm you could
6: try it. I'm going to just try it and hang it on the uh, rearview mirror. I figure you could hop
1: out of the cab, your, your cavalier. And just point at your forehead and be like, look at me, I'm handicapped, it's okay, don't call the cops, I'm alright, don't mess with me. Speaking of creepy, I didn't miss Bateman. No? He called me seven trillion times when I was on vacation. Eyes. Seven trillion times, hey, I think somebody likes me. I did not, you're such a liar. Oh, here's the other thing. Hey, dude, I was on Donna Mike. I I made it on Donna Mike, dude. Because I, during the week right now, Charlie Broyhill is, has left, yeah, and so I'm the transitional producer till they find their new person. But you went on vacation. But I went on vacation. I trust in Tommy. I think Tommy could do, you know, do the job well, and so I recommended Tommy fill in for me uh, while I was on vacation working the Don and Mike show. And we got clips. Let me hear your clip on the Don and Mike show. They're great. Who is Joe's
2: friend back Tommy. then? That's little retarded Tommy. I, I, you <laughs> haven't met Tommy. L R T. Yeah, you've not, he's not. He, frankly, he's not worked his way uh, up to, to be. But could we just say hello to him on the microphone? Is that possible? No, no he's not. He's not earned it yet, Mike. L R T.
11: How many times have I invited you to go and introduce
2: yourself? Uh, the, Don, you know how you are uncomfortable with certain situations. That would be one. I I just as assume just meet him right now and then just get it done with. If you hey, don't mind, Tommy? just just briefly. Little retarded Tommy. Just briefly. <laughs> Love it. All, right. All right, just for a moment. Thank you. There's, uh, like, there's, it's not. I know it probably won't be anything special.
1: It's not. I'm telling
2: you, the guy's is dolt. He's a dullard. He's right. He, he's a total dullard. He's a dullard. All right. Don he's nailed. all right. Hi, Tom. Hey, hey retarded oh, Tommy. Right. Look I'm how red I'm he is. You. You're so embarrassed. What's happening, dude? Uh,
4: nothing. This is a surprise. Oh. Uh, little retarded Tommy. This is uh, Mike O'Mara.
2: Nice to meet you. There you go. Mike, that's little, that's little That's retarded Tommy. Tommy, nice to meet you. LRT. Well, welcome, welcome aboard. Thank you, Ed. How long has Don been, to, does Don refer to you as little retarded Tommy uh, outside of the studio? Is this the first time to his face? Oh, really? Okay. First Very time good. to his face. Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear Buzz? Tommy? Hi, oh, hi, yes. hi, welcome. There you go. All right, thanks. Uh, here's what we need: uh, chop, chop, some glasses and some ice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Ellard. Brim full, lots of ice. Tommy, there Tommy, nice meeting you. He Tommy's ah, a virgin. <laughs> Tommy's <Tubby's> I <a> fa-
1: <laughs> I gotta hand that over to Dot and Mike. Yeah. Turn it off. So, turn what up? Turn, Everything's up. Turn it off. That was funny. They nailed you right on the head, dude. <laughs> nailed the nail on the head. Yes. Little retarded Tommy. Sorry, how long have you been working on the show and
4: not even so much as having you near the studio? Sorry, that is no, true.
1: Okay. I've never been on the air with Don and Mike. Actually, they mentioned they you. bad to say about you. That's cool, though.
4: I'm okay with that. I'll stay in the back completely out of the way. Actually, they they mentioned you uh, on air, though. Did they? Yeah.
2: Hey, retarded Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Step up to the microphone for a second. Little Tommy. Little Tommy? Little retarded Tommy who's like like that filling that in as Joe today. How you doing, LRT?
4: I'm doing well. How are you two? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> 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 Nothing like a new friend joining our yeah. group. <laughs> and it's And it's my last day. Oh, oh last day. I'm no, well, no. stuck with Hefe again. Oh, really? Oh,
2: I thought you were the new Jefe. No. Well, Why is Alex? Where's Alex been?
4: He's been in Texas visiting his family.
2: Oh, oh really? well, we'll miss you, Tommy. Well, that's too bad. You're little retarded, Tommy. You'll always be a little retarded, Tommy. To us. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Come back anytime. It's <laughs> been nice having you on the Dawn Mike well, show. Thank you for having me, little retard. On the LRT, LRT, there he goes. Adios, AMF, LRT. <laughs> reception
6: is for your parting gift. We
2: thank you, thank you. There you go. Well, thank goodness, next week Alex will be back. Very good. With who knows, maybe a new do.
4: That would require hair, though.
2: Ah, uh,
1: shut up. That was great. I um, I was pretty good, wasn't I? No, you sound like a little boy among men. You listen to their big, deep, booming radio voices, and there you are, like a little girl. Hey, guys. I wasn't really expecting that. I wasn't. I was just walking by, and they're like, hey, bring him in here. And I was like, why were you walking by? You should have been working. I was was working. working. aren't you back there getting them ice?
4: Sorry, I'm not as good as you, dubs on Ron and Fez. Hey.
1: And Cops. And you notice what Tommy does? He worms his way into every single show. I was invited on. You've been. You wormed your way into the Hideout. I'll admit that. Wormed your way into the Pat Gosh show. What? You did. You, you not have you or have you not worked on the Pat Gosh? I show? have,
4: but I've been asked by Cameron wormed your way onto
1: uh, Stacy's? Please, who yeah, hasn't? Yeah, in fact, let's remember the phone call. Let's Hold on a second. Oh, 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 I think the instant replay is down. Let's relive a great little Tommy moment. Didn't we already expose this on the air for what it was? I, for what? A, a, a brilliant I phone? ran past you before I did it? I don't even remember that. And you know what? You're lucky right now because I can't find it. Good, I can turn the instant replay off. Then. <sighs> oh, wait, here it is. Hold on a second. Oops, it's down. Seriously, turn it up.
7: Who else do we have, Mom?
4: Uh... I think this is Tommy. Hey, what's
10: going on, guys?
7: Hi, Tommy.
11: Hi, Stacey. I was wondering what you look for in a man, and if you'd ever consider dating a radio producer who wears a karate uniform during the show.
0: <laughs> Very funny.
3: I think this is uh, one of El Jefe's cohorts.
0: <laughs> Something like
7: that. Man, that's funny.
3: You know, I'm I'm off the radio men really myself. I'm, I'm yeah. done
7: with radio men. So I came along too late, huh? You did. A so. little too little. A little too late. Ah. Damn. But you are oh, oh. quite a cutie, and if you want to come on our show, and we'll pimp you out
3: for all the lucky ladies out there.
6: Actually, I need that.
3: You
5: know, I hear most of the guys associated with
6: that. <laughs> That's <it>. enough. I'm... <laughs> so I, enough. Yeah, I, I'm red right now. Why is he really is? Well, is I, wish we, I wish we had some of the Big O and Dukes clips that he's called into. Too. I've never called their
4: show. Liar.
1: You told me you called Big I've never o and called Dukes. their show. You're calling everyone. I've never called their show. And why can't ever you say, why can't you ever sound like a man on these radio shows? What am I supposed to do? Like, hey Don, shut up over there or something? No. But act uh, like you belong. This is the He went remember when he was in Ron and Fez playing Ron and Fez Trivia? The Ron and Fez scrapbook when he was in? <laughs> he has a Ron and Fez scrapbook. <laughs> How about this? We got prizes from Midnight Monkey. Call up and stump Bateman on Ron and Fez Trivia. <laughs>
4: Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I've been working there. Sorry, I'm not in the minor leagues anymore. I'm on Don and Mike. I'm like, shut up. No, you're not. You're off of Don and Mike. Some people in here. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I've talked to Cameron, and we've had discussions about maybe you're not quite back on the show.
1: (laughs) I freeze up my afternoons.
4: (laughs) To do what? Play video
1: games? Yes. Yes. Exactly.
4: (laughs) Video games and talk about how fat you are? Yes. Hang out,
1: do what J-Dubs does, and play MVP 2004. Because, Because I'll tell you what. I'm tired of
6: talking about how fat he is. Someone else has to do it. If he, if he can pick up that load himself, God bless him. Why are you wearing body armor when you work out? Isn't that just like... under armor? Whatever.
4: By he the way, enough.
6: so
1: who was it? Uh, Well, actually, thank you for that. I know you did a good job with Donna Mike, so thank you for that. And um, it was cool. I actually got to listen to Donna Mike when I was uh, home. They picked up an affiliate in Live 105.3, so I was able to listen to that. Dubs, you said that Tommy has a girlfriend here at the station? He has a crush. Such a liar. He says this girl,
6: and I'll write her name down for you, but he really doesn't want it to go over the air.
1: Okay, go ahead and write yeah, it down. Who is it? Let me see. Who is it? <laughs> no way. Now, this. she's like seven inches taller than you. Practically a male model. Now, this is, Inevitable
4: what,
6: to happen. This is what he says. She walks by the uh, the call screen where he is during the show a number of times, and he was just joking around with me at first, saying how bad she wanted him, and then he got really serious, like, dude, I think I think she really does want me now. She does. Why else would she walk by and say hi so many times? She walked by and says hi, and said, last time she was sucking on her finger.
4: What? When she walked by. True story. When does this happen? Happens during Dynamite.
1: Whenever you're working back in call Screen. Back when I'm starring on the Dynamite show. Shut up! No, you're not. Shut up! This is like you and Rob Spiewak, and you saying it was your event, and he was there to hand out prizes. Rob's on his way out. Let's be serious. Shut up!
5: <laughs> yeah, <right.
9: laughs>
1: Dumbass. You're so stupid. By the way, Dynamite can be heard on Westwood One in here, uh, three to seven on JFK. Uh, you're such an idiot. God. Now, you know what that sales chick is doing? She's doing what all sales chicks do, and that's pretend to be busy. So they can
4: walk by and look at me. I'm like the, the Diet Coke commercial, remember, from a few years ago? They all take that break at the same time. To go and look they, at you? Yeah. Had a bunch of the sales ladies were doing that.
1: I mean, right, so does Dave Troy. So do the sales. No, he comments. doesn't?
4: So so does, does why would you defame Dave Troy like that? So does
1: Carl. Who? And Corey. Who the hell's that? Carl and Corey. All right. <laughs> he dumped that? Does that sound cool? I don't want to getting out. <laughs> so bitch. so who, what's this chick's name? Can I say it on the air? If you want
4: something else to go out that you said about her over the air. All right, never mind. Yeah, exactly. I'll keep
1: my mouth shut. Is Larry Michael calling in? Calling in at nine? At nine, yeah, seven minutes. Hey, he's actually Sideshow's neighbor. Shh. <laughs> I don't think we're at a dump. What's wrong with that? You don't want to say that. Why? People, guess... people may know where uh, that person lives. they really don't. What are you doing giving out addresses on the I'm not you? giving out any address. Why do we have to dump out of Larry's address? Shut up. Now
4: you're just trying to cause trouble. <laughs> So what? I, I picked
1: up your check earlier this week, and I have the uh, address written down back there. If you really want to give out some address, I wish I wish Dubs that you had gotten my paycheck. He had mine too, because it has my social security number. Like I haven't had to drive your fat ass home like seven now, times. Now this is the funny thing.
6: He's Hefe. Uh, I was calling him uh, the day we got our checks, and he's like, "Hey, grab my check for me." I'm like, "Don't worry about it. Tommy has it." He gave me mine too. It's like, dude, go get it. <laughs> I, I like Tommy, but I don't know if I want him to have that much information yet. <laughs> well, I already know where you live. Yeah, but he doesn't want you to have a social security number, uh pay rate. I'm way too
1: lazy to do that. <laughs> well, maybe not. No, you're not. Not with you. Dude, you're all about that. Hey, I'm. I'm really sorry. I, um... I uh, I missed all these uh IMs. I missed the IMs from the Cosmic Circus and Mike the Teacher. Sorry about that guys. It's been a while since I've been playing with the AOL for broadband. F8. So uh I missed all those uh all those IMs. I'll try to get caught up here in a second. So Larry Michael calling in. We're gonna do a draft preview. There's there's another thing about something that I wanted to talk about. Man. What yeah. maybe we'll save it. Let's start not now. do it at all. Nah, I want to save because I want to get into it. Give me a little hint. Tommy actually did something cool. Believe it or not. All right, let's not get into it. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're taking a remember this. We're taking a commercial break. We're coming back. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. It's The Hideout,
2: brought to you by
11: Christ. I can't find the hell with it.
2: Six point seven WGF and
1: welcome
3: back into the hideout.
1: I am El Jefe, that is J Dubs. 800-63- oh, actually, 866-277-4969. Phone numbers change every weekend. Uh, Sideshow sitting in on this segment. Bateman taking your phone calls. Very excited. Couple of things going on next Saturday, Dubs. Um, Next Saturday is not only the year anniversary for the hideout, next Saturday uh, would be the first time that we were officially on the air. And so what I'd like to do is have a lot of previous guests yeah, back on. Definitely. Um, I want to uh, redo the draft, the female draft that we did last year. Yeah, I have to get my our picks together from what we had last year. Exactly. I uh, Sideshow will be a part of it this time. Bateman will be a part of it this time. Uh, special spart- uh, start time next Saturday night as we will go on the air at 6 o'clock. Uh, special early start time for the hideout, 6 o'clock this Saturday, uh, this upcoming Saturday because Redskins Radio, from noon to 6, the draft day party, and joining us, the new voice of the Washington Redskins, our good pal Larry Michael. Larry, welcome into the hideout, man. Great to be here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Outstanding. Uh, great. We, we just want to just hit on a couple of issues. Mainly, let's talk this draft. Sure. Let, let me say this, though, first, Larry. I uh, went on vacation down in Texas down in Dallas. Right, right. And this is great for you Redskins fans. The Dallas Cowboy fans are scared.
11: Scared of the Skins?
1: I will admit this now. They're scared of the Skins. Um, they've had all of the of the moves, and actually, let's get Larry uh, cut, uh, catch us up on that, but they're more afraid of the fact that Joe Gibbs is back. And even though they have the mighty parcels down in Big D, the fact that Joe Gibbs is back with Dan Snyder's money is scaring the hell out of uh, Cowboy fans right now. What have the Skins done so far in the offseason, Larry?
11: Well, let's be honest, F, okay? Bill Parcells is a carpetbagger first. Okay. He's a New York Giant, right?
1: Yeah, that's true.
11: Dallas Cowboy, right? I mean, he is a hired gun.
1: But you know what? They took him back to the playoffs in the Cowboys, and Cowboy fans are willing to forgive and forget.
11: They don't Uh, care. He's a great coach. Mm -hmm. He's a carpetbagger. That's true. Joe Gibbs is the original. He's the original. Coming home back to where he belongs, mm-hmm. back to where he's got the Super Bowl trophies. And you know what? To be honest with you, after going out there for the last few years and seeing how little the previous regime's coaching staff worked, literally these guys were just hanging around, BSN, really weren't, I mean, I, 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 good guys. I really like the former coaching staff. Yeah. You see the work rate of Gibbs' staff. I mean, these guys are working 15 hours a day. Seriously. So, If I was a Cowboy fan, I'd be a little nervous because you know you got a great. These guys got 21 coaches. I mean, obviously that's more coaches than any other team in the NFL.
1: That rivals the Dallas Mavericks coaching staff. They have a coach for every single player.
11: Seriously. So you know, I mean, obviously nobody's won a game. No one's lost a game. You got the draft coming up. No one knows how anybody's really going to be. But
1: yeah, this is a
6: crazy draft this year.
11: Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But you know what? Here's the ironic thing. Here is that the Redskins play. Cowboys twice and the Lions
6: this
11: year. Yeah, I saw them. I don't think the Lions, Lions have not beaten the Redskins since
6: 1904. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a long
1: standing streak, and we're hoping to break it. Score do, scoreboard dubs. Yeah. Uh, what are the big acquisitions thus far? Let's get people caught up who maybe haven't checked out the Redskins' sure. uh, radio on Monday nights.
11: Well, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of uh, moves made in the NFL. The Redskins are probably the busiest team in free agency. They've got Mark Brunel, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they've got Clinton Portis the Denver Broncos. they got a whole slew of defensive players. Marcus Washington, probably the key guy there. Cornelius Griffin, a defensive lineman. Uh, on the offensive side of the football, I think Portis is the key acquisition because that really gives the Redskins a key running back, a marquee running back of the NFL, back-to-back 1,500-yard years. Uh, this is not without controversy, however, because you've got a contractual situation with LeVar Arrington, which is an arbitration. You've got a situation with Chris Samuels, one of the best Redskins, okay? This is probably one of the nicest guys. Well, I'm probably closer with him than anybody else, uh, you know, except for a couple players on the team. And his name has been floated around a lot as a possible trade mm. to the Oakland Raiders, then to San Diego to get the higher pick. And there's a guy named Gil Brandt, who you're you're familiar with, F.A., a former GM of the Dallas Cowboys. He's Mr. Yep. NFL.com, Mr. NFL Network, and he thinks... This is a time where you believe nothing. Nothing you hear is true. Everybody is floating false rumors trying to throw the other team off. But the Redskins have added about 15, 16 players. And by my math, uh, that means they're going to have about a 30% turnover on the roster this year. Which is really remarkable when you think about it.
1: It reminds me of my of my Dallas Mavericks and yeah. and the owners that are willing to do anything to get their players in.
11: Yeah, I mean a lot of people don't like Dan Snyder. I, you know, if you're a Redskin fan, how can you not like Dan Snyder? I'm sorry, okay? Yeah, you know, he's gonna he's gonna spend every single nickel he can to try to help the team. He's got more coaches. Coaches don't count against the salary cap. He's got more coaches hired than any other team. He's always. I, I don't want to say mortgage in the future, but he, he's he's going to have some camp ramifications down the line because of the moves he's trying to make to win now.
6: Now, I've heard uh, James Thrash might even be coming over to the Redskins as well.
11: James Thrash has come over, former Redskin, got signed by the uh, Redskins, leaving Philadelphia. Philadelphia got T.O., so Thrash was expendable, and the Redskins like his work ethic. He's one of those Redskin guys. You know, we're a good, solid citizen. I'm telling you, there's so many guys that they sign. They signed Tom Tupa. You might say, so what? Uh, but this is a guy that is a is a good special teams player, also a backup quarterback. a Key acquisition, of course. What about the loss of Bailey? Well, I mean, you know, Sean Springs comes in. I mean, I'm a Montgomery County guy personally. I grew up in Silver Spring. I went to Northwood High School, and our rival was Springbrook, and that's where Sean Springs went. So it's great to have a local guy on the team. Uh, He was a high draft pick coming out of Ohio State. At Seattle, maybe a few unrealized potentials because of injury. This guy's got a remarkable personality, and and Fred Smoot's going to step up. I think the loss of Bailey, I think Fred uh, uh, Fred Smoot at one of the corners, Sean Springs at the other. What do you lose other than this huge salary?
1: And especially now that you get people uh, on the D-line that are able to
11: rush. I I think it's going to help more. Joe Gibbs took a look at the videos, and and I think it was it it was analyzed that you know you're going to pay that kind of money for Champ Bailey. Maybe let's spread that money around and fill a couple of needs, and that's what they did.
1: Again, by the way, this is probably the most famous person we've ever had in the hideout, J.W. No, no,
11: no. You, guys, <laughs> no. you guys are dusting for start Larry
1: Michael, no, the voice know. of the Redskins, uh, joining us in the hideout. Talking some skins, draft day, a week from today. Well, uh, tell us about the draft show coming up next Saturday.
11: Oh, it's going to be sick. We're going to be out there for six hours, so we, we certainly invite your phone call, F.A., and then, Dubs, if you want to come out, too. It's a, it's a big party out there at FedEx Field. starts Sometime before 11, all the fans can come. they got to log on to Redskins.com and get this invitation. I don't know why you need an invitation because it's, it's on the web for nothing. You know, print a bunch out and give them to people. But for six hours, we're going to have a show out there. And we've got a few Redskins that are going to be involved in primary roles with the show. And, and after the draft pick, which should come sometime in hour number two of the draft, if they keep the number five pick, uh, we're going to have the Redskins out there on a big stage. It's going to be a big party. Joe Gibbs is going to come in by helicopter. He's going to wow. have a pep rally out there. <laughs> wow. And that's all going down on uh, on Saturday at the stadium. Uh, last year, we had a similar situation. A lot of folks turned out. And it was a fun time. It was like, you know, but here's the deal. What if they trade the pick? What if they trade the pick for a bunch of second rounders? Maybe wow. they have six hours.
1: I know you and Chris Owens are working hard oh. putting together a six hour show. Dubs. I want to go. I want to go hang out with Larry. You am to
11: come out there. I prime time on the show. You guys, you show up, you're on the show. Especially when the Cowboys and Lions select, you guys can do the analysis.
6: Oh, very good. I'm yeah. there now. Now, <laughs> what do you think the Lions should? Oh, hold do? On. Hey, now I want to know. I, he's, he's mentioned uh, the roar. Well, well We need to restore it. Dubs, where are the Lions picking? <laughs> Do you want to know who I think they're well, What position? They're like six. in the top ten somewhere. Yeah, right? they're six. This right is all stand.
11: you need to know, because Matt Millen is a guy who I've known a long, long time, okay? And the first picture he put up in his office when he got the general manager's job with the Detroit Lions, he went out and he got this huge picture and he framed it. And he put it up right over his desk in a very, very focused point in the room. It is the Three Stooges. That are up on Matt Millen's wall, and that's all you need. Irony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh. Yeah, Matt's a great guy, but he's taking a lot of heat uh, for the GM job there. Uh, But you know what? They got a great coach. I don't think they're that far away. They got you know uh, the new stadium obviously fired a lot of people up in the community. Rogers got hurt last year, so he'll be okay this year. I don't know about their quarterback. I- I'm still really. Little...
6: I I love Harrington. You I don't
11: know. I'm-, I'm still a little bit he- unsold on him. He but, just
6: uh... he just hasn't been able to throw to anybody. I mean, when you're throwing to the weakest receiver receiving core in the NFL, it's kind of rough.
1: Are the Lions like the Cowboys, where they need a running back? Is that their main issue? I think so. Uh, you know
11: what? The Lions are snake bit. Okay, they're not like the Cowboys. They're not like the Redskins. Unfortunately, for your partner there. The Lions are like the Lions, okay? <laughs>
9: no, one,
11: no one expects the Lions to do anything. You expect the Lions to screw up their draft pick. You expect the Lions to lose to the Redskins. Ah. You expect to see them on Thanksgiving Day, and they give their best performance of the year. And that's
6: it. All right. Now, let me read down, <laughs> let me read down the uh, running back core for the Lions. Okay. And tell you how bad. And they just re-signed a couple of these guys. Yeah,
11: they had Barry Sanders a few years ago, and they didn't win with him.
6: Yeah. They have Sean Bryson.
11: Who? Avon <laughs> Corburn,
6: <laughs> Paul Smith, and Antros Pinner.
11: Antros Pinner is right like the right. only
6: only halfway decent you looking
11: guy. You are more well known than them.
1: I, that's so funny. I love that Larry's running smack on you about the lines <laughs> and how bad they suck. They do. I'm I'm not denying it, but I I do
6: see some bright spots, and I hope they can they can capitalize on it.
1: We'll get uh-huh. to the Redskins pick in a second. Um, but I want to ask about the Cowboys. Uh, I know the Cowboys are low because we were in the playoffs, baby. Playoffs. But I really didn't get an answer. Who should, what should they take?
11: I mean, what be... uh, how about this? Want... Who are They're available because they need a position. They need a player at every position. So you take the best player available.
1: What about this? What if they get one of these stud uh, wide receivers? You got Harrington throwing to Rodgers and one of these stud wide receivers?
11: Larry Fitzgerald wouldn't be bad. Larry Fitzgerald wouldn't be bad. I would go for the basics. I would, You know, if they got a chance to get one of those big offensive linemen. I like that 335-pound tight end from Arkansas. Yeah. That intrigues me.
1: Yeah. 335-pound tight end? Yeah,
11: 335. 335 pounds there's a
6: who was that really big uh, quarterback? that's in the draft this year probably won't go to like oh, a some
11: guy from uh, Kentucky or Louisville. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, he's I'm like I'm not into the draft he's,
6: he's almost like 300 pounds.
11: <laughs> you got <laughs> a h- lot of extra time on your hands if you're going to pay attention to the draft. I mean, you really, you really, you can't have a life if you know anything about the draft.
6: If anybody tunes into ESPN and watches their draft coverage, they always show this guy, and it's so funny him in the backfield, just a 300 pound quarterback, yeah, and running around there,
1: just chucking the ball around. Right?
11: It's left hand, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It looks like some guy in a flag football league. Just some fat guy, this big, fat softball guy, flag football guy. He's surprisingly quick for 300 pounds. No. I guess oh. you have to be. He
11: moves quick for a man his size. Exactly.
1: What does that mean? <laughs> so do I. No, you don't. Cowboys. What are you thinking Cowboys are going to do? Well, I,
11: think... I mean, did, did they take Roy Williams last year?
1: Um, no, it was the year before. Well,
11: They've they, got they, to go with Roy Williams again this year. Who's that? He's a wide receiver.
1: Oh,
11: okay. They are maybe one of the top two, three wide receivers on the board. Roy Williams from Texas. He could have gone left. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, Roy Williams from Texas.
11: So yeah. you've got to go with another Roy Williams.
1: Uh, I th- I don't know, man. I think they need a running back in the worst way.
11: Well, they do. They do. I mean, that's like the missing link for them. I still think their quarterback situation is unsettled. I don't think Bryce was happy with Quincy Carter. Uh, why else would he go out and get these other guys, Drew Henson, you know, playing baseball for a few years—that's—it's you know, kind of like a hype pick.
6: See, I—I I, I played against Drew Henson in high school, though. You did, uh, yeah, and he has. A, a arm that's just unbelievable. Well, I mean, maybe you know, maybe it's just baseball.
11: baseball. I mean, you know, New York Yankees. You couldn't just he couldn't hit.
1: He couldn't hit. Yeah, he couldn't. couldn't he could he could throw it from third. He just couldn't hit. Well, there you go. But the,
11: so you know, I guess I guess the bottom line for the cab was, you know, G. Jones is calling the shots. Do you feel comfortable with that, hefe?
1: You know what? I am. He's he's led us to so many championships. I I'm used to that. I'm used to the dominant owner. Again, I like these guys like Snyder. Jones, Jay,
11: Jay Cuban. Jones, guy, I mean, seriously, he does anything to win. And he put a lot of money in the team. He's one of the better owners in the National Football League. People, people can make fun of his uh, facial appearance and all, but, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you got to deal with what the situation is. He's making money. He's a good owner. He fills his stadium. He's got a lot of interest in his team. He's trying to make his team better. Uh, I think there's a lot that you look at Jerry Jones and, and say what else? Guys doing a pretty good job.
1: Now let's get to the
6: Redskins. I, I'm just looking at the Redskins' season schedule right now. It doesn't look over the top difficult either. Mm-hmm. The well, NFC East is going to be yeah. tough. Yeah, well, yeah, you you you, uh, you never know who, who, who what a really bad team last year is going to pop up and be really tough. But no question. It, it doesn't look just by looking at it to be a really difficult season for him.
1: What
11: are the skins going to do? Coming from five and eleven, anything they do, I mean, if they break 500, you got to figure, you know, that's a victory uh, overall for the team. Anything short of a playoff appearance, though, I think, is going to be a huge disappointment. And in the draft, uh, you know, I think a lot of what is going on now could be posturing because I think they will take Kellen Winslow Jr. because he is a he's a playmaker at the tight end position. They don't have a tight end. They really don't have the pass catching tight end. And he is by far the best player at that position in the draft. And he could just step in. And, and at that point, if you're the Redskins, maybe you can make a move with one of your wide receivers because you're going to be throwing a lot of if you If you draft Kellen Winslow Jr., you're not going to draft him for his blocking. You're not going to draft him to bring him along slowly. You're going to draft him to throw him the football. And if you throw him the football as much as you need to to make him effective, where do the other balls go? You've got to service Laverne as Coles. There's been a lot of talk about Rod being... Uh, on the trade block you never know what could rod gardner bring i think he's an excellent wide receiver great guy stand-up guy great in the community uh hate to see him go but it's the business of pro football so if you have a guy like kellen winslow on the ball club and you're going to throw him a football where where do the balls go and they just re-signed darnarian who they're very high on so you know i think that's the way they're going to go
6: uh, uh kellen winslow jr is what i haven't really i never saw him play in college what uh, what kind of uh of a tight end is he?
11: Who is he? Like, I, mean, I, would, I would compare him to Tony Gonzalez of Kansas City. You know, wow, I mean, he's a very athletic guy. He's not very big. He's not the greatest blocker in the world, but he's very physical, so he can block. But the the you'll find with him is getting him underneath, getting him the football. He can he can chew up big chunks of yardage, and uh, what a, what a great weapon that would be for the Redskins because yeah. right now they don't have anybody in that position.
1: Again, Larry Michael joining us, voice of the Redskins, big draft day party. Next Saturday night, noon to 6, FedEx Field. Come out. Is it it's free to get in? You just have to have the invitation. You pull off the website?
11: Right. It's, it's a little hokey, but, you know, just log on, Redskins.com. Print out the invitation that you can get in. They'll probably have a stack of them at the door, too.
6: Now, I also uh, heard that people are going to be able to go inside the stadium as well, up to the club
11: level. Yeah. Maybe yeah. You can walk around, check it out if you are not if you haven't been there. I think the big party is going to be at our broadcast position. Yeah. Oh. Where, uh, where the player players will be there, there's a big stage there. The new cheerleaders will be there. The band, mm. will, and That's where the fans will congregate.
6: But football football's is a an expensive sport to go to, especially more than once a year. And a lot of people can't go to it. And if you want to go check out the stadium where your team's going to be playing. It's a great chance It's a
11: great opportunity. You get in for nothing. You get in for nothing. Yeah. That's, you know, you can, where can you do that?
1: Well, Larry, we appreciate you coming into the hideout. And I seriously, I'm going to talk to Dubs off the air. I think I want to go out for the first uh, first round and see what goes on. on I'm down. Now,
11: if you guys show up, you'll you got you you'll get airtime, which I know both of you all love. <laughs> and and you got the Dallas Cowboys picking. You'll have the Detroit Lions picking. You guys do the analysis.
1: I love it, Lay. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Hi, guys. We'll see you, you next know. Saturday. Bye-bye. You just got yourself into a lot of trouble having me do any kind of analysis. <laughs> Dubs is going to analyze. I'm sure Cameron. Son of a bitch! Can- what are they doing? He can only say that with Cameron on vacation. Cause yeah. I'm sure Cameron's like, what the hell? We're not... We didn't put together six hours of Redskins Radio for Dubs and Pefe to do analysis. <laughs> That's so funny. If they're willing to do that, though, man, I'm out there. Are you I'm kidding? Because yeah. I haven't been to FedEx Field yet because I work for the Redskins Radio Network.
6: And I'm watching the Lions usually, so I haven't got a chance to check it
1: out. It would it would be kind of fun. Maybe we should all go out there, go check it out, then we can go grab a bite and come out, grab uh, some beer, come back down here. Special start time for the hideout. We'll go on right after the Redskins radio. Uh, six o'clock is next year, next week. Uh, Tom, you don't mind driving us out there, do you? <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be our year anniversary. Tommy's driving. Yeah, just wait outside. I'll, I'll pick you up Come whatever on. time you want. You don't want to go out there?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm such a big football fan and everything.
1: Well, they're going to have cheerleaders there or something. I'm not even going to comment on the Redskins cheerleaders. Shut up. No bad words about the Redskins. I anything. Could you guys go out there and do uh, the li- uh, live show out there at FedEx and then have the cheerleaders on there? Or you guys That's that interesting.
6: Could we go on after? Out there? That should be awesome. I don't know if I want to do that.
11: No 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 the That's live show
4: fun. the live show I want to do is from that crappy sister station of ours. Oh which one?
1: Mm. Oh HFS. Oh, the I H- want to go to
4: the HF Festival.
1: Well, you know, we were talking about this. Last year we gave away tickets to the HFS festival. HF Festival. Did we? Yeah. The station gave away tickets. You I don't think you were here yet, because it was right about this time. Run if was kind of making a joke about the fact that they were giving away h f festival tickets, I think I do
6: remember I think I was just like kind of coming down here every weekend at that point,
1: yeah, and so I mean it's a it seems like they got a great lineup, you know, good for the sister station, yeah.
6: who cares about the lineup? I
4: just want to go see the hot chicks at the at the place
1: and I mean, you know they're a sister station, so I don't mind talking about them mm-hmm. but that would be fun to broadcast yeah. live from the h f festival. I don't think they'd let us do it though. you think they'd let us? I think we gotta. G- we gotta get in good with some of the bands playing out there. Like, do you know any of the local
6: bands playing out there? Uh, I'd have to check to see who's playing. Yeah. Find out. Possibly. And we'll make up a half I know some I'll have pain J Dub shirts for them to wear while they're on stage. Go to the nine thirty club. They're doing their
11: competition there for the uh, one lucky band that's gonna be able to play. Side
1: show is- are you gonna be playing?
11: Uh, I didn't try. Go
1: so acoustic, sure. man. Come on. Do you go to your acoustic thing? I think it's
11: too late because you had to send in the CDs to the station. What, and, uh, what, was, oh. that again?
1: what was that, What Sorry, it didn't get me in. I'll do it. What was that song that New Rory sang? Are sure. excited. New Rory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his first song on, this, on the Ron and Fez show, and it was about him needing a new Rory. Fezzy needing a new Rory. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of excited about football now. Now they got the big draft day coming up. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I want to do that. Yeah. I'd like to go out there at least for the first round, and then especially if they're going to put us on the air and analyze, that's fun. We can put that on our resume. Hey, I'm trying to get back to Dallas. Whatever I can to pad my resume, I'm willing to do. <laughs> 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Speaking of that, Dubs, I found this thing in the Redskins, too. Um, it ranks, according to the fans the best sports teams that are out there. And like fan favorites, the ones that treat their fans the best. Where's the rank at? I wanna I wanna I wanna run this list by you because I want to say this. Washington's lacking. To me, you look at the rundown of the Washington metro area and sideshow maybe you can attest to this. Yeah. We'll talk about it more.
6: This is how the the uh Kind of the management of the station uh, of the uh, teams treat their fans.
1: Yeah, it's kind of this whole thing about about how uh, how the fans like each team and based on different categories. I want to run this by you. Also, maybe uh, maybe
6: uh, Tommy can look this up. I remember there being a list out of uh, the best sports team owners. Of, uh, like all sports, and it's a really
1: interesting list when you look at it. All right, well, let's see if we can find that on the AOL for broadband. We'll Google it. Taking a quick quick break, coming back, a little bit more sports, and then Ton from MidnightMonkey.com, NITE is going to be in around 10 o'clock, and we got some fun games that we're going to play and some, some interesting conversations. And also something, too, we need to AOL for broadband Google is the story about STDs. In fact, I know Mike, the teacher, I wonder if Mike, and t- Mike the teacher, can find this for us. There was a story about STDs in the porn industry and it's shutting down the porn industry for like two months. And I wonder if Mike the teacher could find that for us because I want to go over that because I had a couple of ideas about that even kind of almost relating to sports. Let's take a very quick commercial break. We're going to come back. It's the hideout. 106.7 106.7 WJFK.
2: The Hideout. The Hideout.
1: We were talking about your mom, Dubs, and how she's probably done some really weird things to you. I want you to know that <laughs> sometimes through.
6: she listens to this show in the show uh, on the illegal underground. Now I feel bad. God damn it. Don't now worry I, about it. Now I feel bad. She's a whore.
2: <laughs> the Hideout with LFA and J-Dubs. The Hideouts featuring El Hefe and J-Dubs.
6: I'm a slave of The Hideout, and I want three. I love your show. I think it's great that you let the other guy hang out every weekend. You can't call me to anymore, Mo.
2: The Hideouts, 106.7 WJFK.
6: Welcome back into The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Ah, I feel better now it's not El Jefe's hideout. It's El Jefe and J-Dubs in The Hideout. 866 277
1: I got to admit, I liked it too. And you know what? You did a great job leading last week. Yeah? I Actually, I liked it a little bit more. Yeah? I felt like I could just kind of sit back. I didn't have to do so much. I didn't have to constantly carry the load like I do. Huh. You were able just to be there for me. I thought that was outstanding. Well, I've
6: always been here. You just think you have this mindset all the time that there's a whole me factor with you. That it, it really surrounds around you, and it's not your fault. But every time you think, "All right, I have to do all this. I have to do all this," and you
1: you are you aren't willing to kind of pass stuff off. Well, actually, I did pass a couple things off, and you guys let me down. Oh. I just wanted prizes this week because I had a game that I wanted to play. I needed you guys to get some stuff for insert this. You and guys let me down, and that's our fault. That there's no prizes around the station. Yep, and it's your fault. There was nothing for insert this. <laughs> that is my fault, but. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and beat
6: myself up over it. I do I, how
1: do I give somebody all this responsibility when he's barely producing hey, one show? Hey, <laughs> true. <laughs> last,
6: last week, I did a lot. And it's kind of, you know, I'm kind of trying to make up for I'm trying to, you know, take a break now. It's not our fault that Jag is uh, being spread too thin and
4: too busy throwing ice cream socials to give us prizes. Shafee. What's up? You
1: can't go on the air tonight?
0: Now, nah, what's happening is we've got a live broadcast going on at uh, Harpo's in Detroit for a Super, uh, super Joint Ritual concert. My boss Who? is the one. Super Joint Ritual Phil Anthemo from Pantera's new band.
9: Ah. Oh, But, okay.
0: um. Uh, the boss is listening, and so I don't want to, I can't do that
1: tonight. <laughs> you puss. Well, I no, no. I, don't I don't remember, it's I remember it's... the old days when Shafee would do anything. He'd throw it to the man. Who cares about the well, man?
0: No, I did this for
1: the Who house. cares do about, about want, the
0: doc? Oh, my God. Do you want watered down, Shafee, knowing that I'm being monitored, or do you want
1: me to spit it the way it is, you know? I, want you, I want you to do in the old days when you would spit it the way it was when the program directors and the owners were listening. Yeah, but that's when
5: I thought I had
0: pull. I have no pull here.
1: Shafi, <laughs> our boy from WRIF, and also he's a rapper. He's from, got a wrestling league. He does everything.
0: Now, uh,
6: Hey, Shafi, real quick.
0: about that rap career, and uh, I'm proud to announce that you'll be getting your CD shortly. to Very- spin on JFK throughout the day, hey,
6: yeah. and uh, uh, it's going to be out June 21st for sure. Hey, Shafi, uh, Bikerish BJ, Found a flyer somewhere in Fowlerville uh, about Skankshift Records release party.
9: Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Is
0: that true? Yeah, you want to know something? I was at um, uh, Meyer Thrifty Acres. I don't know if they have those in DC. It's
1: like a super Walmart.
0: Yeah. But uh, I was there last night in Lansing and um, I ran into one of the old sales chicks. Which one? Cara.
1: Oh, oh, wow.
0: um, her husband's like, or her boyfriend or whatever that she lives. She with wasn't really a
6: salesperson. Day. She is now though. Oh, is she? she, she oh God, that place must be in trouble. <laughs> that girl her, was a stoner.
0: She's they're they're so goofy, and her boyfriend's goofy. But her boyfriend
6: night. worked at a head shop.
0: I remember when she came back all drunk one night from a uh, an event, and a, ra- a radio event, and like. Jumped me in the studio, trying to mount me and stuff, and I'm <laughs> like, dude, your boyfriend's out in the parking lot.
6: She had the most raspy voice in the world too.
0: Oh yeah, Come saying, on, she me. told me that they're advertising on that radio station, a Skank Shift Records show. And, uh, you know, Skankshift Records is something that I should own, but unfortunately I think you guys do because you've <laughs> a job to me.
9: <laughs>
0: but uh, some group has taken it upon themselves to try to capitalize on the legend of the skank Shift in the mid Michigan area and promote our show. So I'm going to go there and get paid.
1: Oh, so this is somebody else that's
6: taken on the skank Shift Records name. I, I think, hey. Uh, I think we have a suit against them. Not you, Shafey, but uh, yeah, we. L. <laughs> Hefey and J. Dubs could sue them because we own the hideout name and the the name. We do. All
0: right. Yeah, well, you guys stole that. I think I, I think it'll hold up in court if I decide to press charges against you too.
1: I have all the legal paperwork. There's no way you're gonna win anything.
0: Oh, whatever. I got <laughs> documented proof that I invented
9: it.
1: You should have you should have uh, done something about it. You should have patented it. Hey, this is Watered Down Chaffey from Detroit. As uh, <laughs> <laughs> his boss is listening. All right, dude. Well, that's cool. No biggie, man. We just wanted to chat with you about some sports. No problem. All right, let's do it. Oh, well, no, go ahead, you do your thing. I'll talk to you later.
0: Well, you can't talk to me about sports unless I'm not watered down
1: Yeah, I, I don't, yeah I don't want, I don't want it. I want you in your complete fullness. You need to pay attention to the live broadcast that's going on.
0: Oh shut, up it, <laughs> it's pretty much Heart over. Bones. I just think they're they can hear what's going on in the studio when I'm talking on the mic if I have it potted up, so I potted it down and I'm talking on my cell phone. You guys aren't going to let me be a part of the show fine. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> we all almost... know I, I would get some prizes ready for the show. <laughs>
6: no,
1: you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't care less. Hang on a second. I gotta
0: go on the air on Detroit's legend. <laughs>
1: All right, keep your keep your phone up to the mic. Yeah, there put your phone up. Let's listen to. Sh- I love listening to him do breaks. He's a great jock. <sighs> Turn up loud. It's
0: Detroit's Rock Station, 101 <laughs> WRIF, The Riff. I'm Shafee, New Burden Brothers, coming up. that song, Beautiful Night. And uh, it is in the motor states, and I'm Metallica on the way as well. <laughs> and Lenny Kravitz is back right now with the brand-new yeah. song called Where Are We Running? The 101 WRIF, The Riff.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how you do it. Shafee,
2: out.
1: <laughs> you're such a hack <laughs> it's, What is it What is that That lame tie-in That he said It's a warm night And it's a warm night In the in the Motor City You're just a You're just a top 40 jock You're just a Seacrest You're just a sellout Go back to I CK 105.5 <laughs> yeah, come back and spend some Brittany and Christina over at CK. That's where the money is. You're not playing. We're getting I'm know, I'm here. About,
0: I'm thinking about selling out. You know, I figured that I've been in radio. I tried to do it the hard way, and uh, if you if you just play the game and do what they tell you, you can make a, some a decent living here, right?
1: I don't know. I I think you're right. I'm willing to go back to Texas. I'm ready to go home. What's honestly, with you guys? I,
0: I really want to quit radio because unless you Bunch completely sell your soul and sell out and be completely watered down all the time, you're not going to make Maybe you will if you've got 20 years to put into it, but honestly, I mean.
1: I don't have that kind of time. You know, I'm looking for something. We're supposed to die in a few days, need, according to a psychic. We need instant gratification.
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you what, dude. I, I, I do enjoy the benefits. Like last night I had a live broadcast, uh, or two nights ago, for a Red Wing game, and uh, I won some Pistons playoff tickets from the Rift. See, every time I, I come to work or I do a live broadcast somewhere, I always win stuff. That's what I say. I don't steal tickets from the Riff. I win them. <laughs> so I won, I won some Pistons tickets.
6: <laughs> hey, Shafee, remember when you were doing the skank shift in uh I wasn't allowed to be on it anymore, so every time you'd be running a contest, I would always call up, and I won like four or five
1: different times. That's so <laughs> funny. That's so great. That's so funny, too, because that's the only reason to be in the business. And what Dubs and I are fighting over Simple Life DVDs, and you're getting Pistons playoff tickets.
0: Oh, I get great DVDs. Uh, we got the Simple Life. I've got that. The new Kill Bill just came out. I haven't seen that yet, but I own it. And, uh <laughs> We got a lot of stuff that I own that I don't use. You know, CDs still in the wrapper, DVDs, concert tickets that I never use. I just like to have them.
2: You
1: know, <laughs> sell that stuff, man. eBay. Yeah, oh, he used to do that. Remember when he would do that? All right, so you want to tell this story real quick, and we gotta let you go.
0: I think you're talking about uh, like album network magazines. Yeah, stuff.
1: this was because there are these trade magazines that specifically nobody else has access to. They're yeah. just radio things. And so what would you do, Shafy?
0: I would take these uh, radio trade magazines, like you said, the only people that have access to them are radio stations and stuff like that and industry insiders. And believe it or not, for every single band out there, no matter how big or small they are, there is somebody out there that is a hardcore fan willing to pay top dollar for Items like these. And I would take them out of the trash at the radio station and sell them on eBay for like 75 bucks a pop.
8: Wow. Was awesome.
6: I was wondering how you made buy. I, I didn't know about this. I was wondering how you made a buy, living by yourself, making below minimum wage at, at the station in Lansing and living at a college town where the, uh, the uh, prices are and ridiculous. So, and it's
1: so funny because these things would be in the restrooms, they'd just be sprawled out everywhere, and slowly you started seeing them missing. You're thinking, oh, well, they're cleaning up in here. No, it's Chafee taking God, the, God, the cover of Godsmack on Album Network. And putting it up on eBay and getting seventy five bucks.
0: When I won, uh when, when I got fired from Q one oh six and Lansing when you guys got fired from Mid Michigan Radio Group, uh <laughs> I even though I lost my job, I, I walked out of that building a winner because I wanna I won at least two hundred CDs that day. <laughs>
9: I won a lot of
0: magazines. I won, like, some platinum records off the wall
4: in the hallway. I love how you won this stuff.
9: Yeah,
0: I won all kinds of stuff. It was great. I like but, that. Yeah, I'm excited tomorrow because I just won uh, Thursday night. I won first-round Game 1 Pistons ticket.
1: I love the fact that it's no longer stealing. You won it. I won it.
6: Right. I, <laughs> always, I always say I earned it, you know? Yeah, I, I earned a few CDs today.
1: It's it's I, funnier though when you say yeah. you want it. Let me let me
0: uh, know when you guys are coming back to the Detroit, Michigan area, and I'll try to win some stuff for you. I got pretty good luck these days winning stuff from radio.
1: <laughs> it may be sooner than you think, bro. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll chat. We'll holler at you later, dog. Yeah, you guys gotta start winning
0: over at JFK. Don't they have prizes over there? No, nothing. Before we are we... hey, going to talk about sports can i just make one comment before you get rid of me i i know i realize you're giving me the cold shoulder here yeah
1: go ahead water down
0: uh... Waterhead. this is uh... this is no longer uh... prediction this is fact it's a it's a, it's a foregone conclusion and this is gonna hurt f a but i've watched the entire basketball season this year i've paid more closely uh... to basketball this year than any year in recent memory and uh... i have to say that i will be willing to bet you Any amount of winning uh, money or winnings from a radio station (laughs) because I can put a lot of stuff up there on the line. The Pistons, the Detroit Pistons will absolutely make it farther than your Dallas Mavericks.
1: Of course, the East is
0: weak. Oh, that's That's nothing to do with it. The Pistons have a better record. What kind of
1: a prediction is that you're in the JV League, the Eastern Conference?
0: The JV. The Mavericks would be. The
1: Pacers, are they JV? Yes. Oh come on! Look at come on! You got the Kings, you got the Lakers, you got the Rockets, you got the Mavs, you got the Spurs, you got Memphis, you got Minnesota. Are you Uh, stupid? Let me me say, of all the
0: teams you've just mentioned, only three of them have ever won anything. That doesn't mean that they're not better than the Pistons. I guarantee you, the Sacramento Kings or the Dallas Mavericks or the Minnesota Timberwolves don't make the NBA finals.
1: Of course they're all the same conference. If if they do make it,
0: they're going to lose to Indiana or
1: Detroit. I'm almost willing to take this bet. I'm looking for an upset. I want to piss them out.
0: I asked you a question on your voicemail, and you didn't answer it. Are you happy that Dallas avoided the
1: Lakers? Yes, Very. Super. I think they have a great chance of upsetting Sacramento tomorrow. A super chance. Yeah, do you chance. think the
0: Pistons got a good chance to beat the Milwaukee Bucks? That's, <laughs>
1: yes, That's I a huge game. I think they do. And then who would they have to play next? Like the the Miami Heat. Right. It's such a weak JV. It's like middle school playing high school. Well, so they're stupid. We're going to
0: meet up in the finals. And I'll tell you one thing I know you don't like hockey too much, but I do, and your Dallas Stars. We're pitiful this year.
1: Nah, I don't care about hockey. I'm I know watch.
0: you don't. Well, your Texas Rangers are we
1: got Pudge. Uh
0: Jacobs, say it with me.
10: We, we got, got Pudge. Pudge. Shut up.
0: He ain't in oh. Texas. He's not in D- <laughs> DC might be getting a team though, huh?
1: Man, I don't know, man. I I don't I hope not. I want hey. them to get a team. Why I'm... Should they'll fail? No, I think they'll do well. Maybe really? really. Baseball's an affordable sport. I went to the Rangers game, had an amazing time. I I really want D.C. to get a baseball team. Baseball
6: baseball is an affordable sport if you're cheap. No, D.C. is a terrible sports town. But
0: here's some watered-down Shafy humor for you. This is uh, no joke. I hear that uh, the Montreal Expos are actually now considering Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, they're trying to get Pete Rose reinstated to be their manager.
1: Wow. That's, just throw it away. In Vegas. <laughs> yeah, just throw it away. So that was what, your joke? Is that a joke? Yeah, yeah, that was great. All right, go talk to the docker Rock.
0: Anything else you want to ask me? Come on, I'm in Detroit. The Red Wings, the Pistons, the Tigers are in first place. Yeah,
1: that,
6: what? I, I'm sad to say, but that ain't going to last very long. When's Eminem's new album coming out?
0: I don't know about Eminem's new album. That's
6: your boy, isn't it? How about D12?
0: No, I don't know Eminem. I don't like D12. I think that's really... Cheesy, corny stuff, if you want my honest opinion. What about
1: Bob Ritchie, your good buddy? Bob Ritchie. Some of you know him as Kid Rock. <laughs>
0: I didn't really like his new CD, but uh, a lot of people, I guess, did. He played three shows here. Whatever.
1: So about- like, you don't like Bob Seeger covers? That's not the greatest thing ever? I mean, come no. on.
0: Who no, think of that? Bob Seeger, Ted Nugent, Kid Rock. Whatever. All thing, I didn't know if Kid Rock was rooting for the Red Wings or the Nashville Hillbillies in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> all right, Watered Down. We'll talk to you later. Whatever.
9: <laughs> Who you guys?
1: Who you guys? All right, bro. I'll see you later. <laughs> I love him, man. It's like every time we we love having him on with us, and then every time after he's just such a headache.
6: Yeah, he, he's seriously the biggest headache. But whenever you talk to him, you fall in love with him all over again. I just shapy from the riff.
1: Honestly, and it's so funny, and people will never know. And it's almost kind of set. Hopefully, maybe they'll know, but people will never know about the skank shift. And I swear to you, I hate radio, and I hate a lot of radio shows. There are very few that I actually like. I believe it or not, I'm a radio file. Like most of you, but I'm telling you, when I heard that show when it was you and him originally, yeah, that was good stuff. I mean, that was really you, good. You have any was, tapes? No, we never, we never. He does. Ever. He has a ton of them that he's so lazy he won't go through. Right. I mean, it had all the the classic characters, and it, I mean, it just had everything. It, it was think, such an amazing like. Take like the originality of like a Stern. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then take the loyal fan following of like a Jim Rome with like the clones where people actually feel that they're a part of the show I mean people were called skankheads and skankettes and those were the listeners and they bought it right and, and at first it was yeah like, they gobbled
6: it up it was crazy because
1: n- people so badly want to be a part of something and a radio show really is a very easy thing to be a part of and I mean remember the Gravediggers? yeah that's what i was about to bring up we had these two people called the
6: grave diggers they worked at a local uh creamery cremery
1: or is that what it's called a crematory
6: crematory, crematory. Yeah. uh they cremery <laughs> they
1: were marines Coffee.
6: yeah they were mar- they were former marines uh-huh. who now uh they were buddies in the marine corps got jobs at a crematory you know doing whatever to bodies and they'd call us every night every time they had some uh, body to burn and they would do something different, wacky with them. Like, they would either cross-dress them, and this was all real stuff. You know? I mean, it, was, it wasn't a radio bit. If right? You couldn't write stuff like this. No, I mean, they, they would, each night they'd call in with a different idea. I mean, these guys could be great radio personalities
1: in themselves. They'd sing poems, and they'd cross-dress them, or they'd do something really weird to the bodies, and then they'd burn them live on the air. Yeah. Wow. It was, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, stuff that really, I don't think has ever been done. And then the three, I'll be on, and I don't want to toot our own horns, but I think the three of us together, me, Dubs, and Chafee, it's just good stuff. We had fun. It was a blast. I don't know if it, you know what, I, I never knew if it was good on the air or anything. We didn't, we didn't care. But you know what? Here's the thing. Number ones, I mean, just sick, amazing shares. Like 25s. Yeah. 30s. Jeez. Just yeah. crazy, stupid stuff. And you should have seen the events. I mean, there was this one time where Shafee was broadcasting live from uh, someplace. It was like a Best Buy. It looked like a rock concert. There were like hundreds and hundreds of people there. He got up on the station van and got a lap dance from a stripper in like the middle of the day with everybody just going crazy. It was so cool. The the greatest thing was... We would go to the
6: worst concerts in the world. Like we would have to broadcast from this d- dive bar where they're bringing back Quiet Riot.
9: Mm-hmm.
6: Everybody would show up. This place would be packed, and there would be a line all the way around the place for our autographs. Right? But
1: their their autographs.
6: Not Quiet Riot. They didn't come to see Quiet Riot. It was it was just stupid, insane stuff that we didn't really understand. And I know at the time we didn't understand it. Yeah, because
4: you know,
1: I mean, you you're just going along and you're playing and. It was just so funny to see all that was happening, and it's still legendary. I mean, it's like you hit. There are kids now that are trying to capitalize on the Skank Shift name and because it is just that legendary out in that area. You know, everybody had heard of it. Everybody wanted a piece of it. It was a blast, and um, you know, we're working on recreating some of that stuff. Can't, can't you uh, work with the JFK executives and uh, you know bring them down here? Well, we got. I don't want to talk about anything, but we're trust me. We know what we had, and we know what we can do, right. and we know what we can create. And I don't—I I, just having Shafi on the phone just gets my blood stirring. I just—I know, I know that we can create some amazing, compelling radio.
6: Now, what we gotta tell Shafee, This is a whole other animal than what we did over in uh, Lansing because back then in Lansing, no rules we didn't have any delay and we didn't care you know anything would spill over the air and we didn't give an S. right uh, there'd be strippers dropping every kind of bomb in the world and
1: all they to do was get naked to make it better for us mm-hmm. we didn't care okay remember I don't know if we can even tell this story but this is one this is one classic story about dubs and Shafee I'm so we're gonna talk about sports and of course we'll never get to this thing that I want to talk about remember the one time there was the station party but it was at night and so Dubs and Schaefer were doing the skank shift, and I'm sitting there with the bosses and the owners listening to this at the Midday Girls' house. <laughs> so then I guess they had this panty collection. <laughs> and there was one pair of panties that was crusted? Oh, God. <laughs> Is that what Discharged. You- <laughs> okay, that's a dishonorable discharge. All right, that's what you could say, okay? That's mm-hmm. what the panties had. All right? And so we're all listen- sitting around listening to the skank shift. And I don't know how, but Chafee was trying to talk Dubs into licking them. And then I called in, and I don't know what it was, but somehow we were able to convince Dubs to to lick those panties. And it was
6: one of the funniest things that you could have ever, ever seen. And a stunt boy was
1: born. <laughs> and Jay dubs was born. So you think Hot Pepper Payoffs. Yeah, you think that was bad. And that's why when people, when Dubs is getting shot at and... You know,
6: all these stunts. Yeah, I, I I figured I already climbed Everest. So I can climb this hill over here, you know? Everest was climbed in. landed. I thought pizza roulette was bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you got no idea. You got no idea what I went through when I was an
1: intern, and then I was just doing part-time. Oh. It, it's so funny, too, to hear all these guys bitch about immediately wanting full-time and immediately wanting this and immediately wanting their own shows. When you look back at, like, some of the stuff that you did, and that even I went through before I even got to Michigan. I interned at that station
6: uh, two months shy of two years. Yeah. Before I even got one paycheck for running board on... Uh, on Tony Bruno the show. Tony Bruno
1: show. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It was just... I know. You hear the excitement in our voices. God. Yeah. It's just reminiscent of old days. Uh, I wish we could even go into other stories. And Chafee found tapes. They got the Shift home video that's mm-hmm. crazy tapes that maybe eventually we can even play for you on the air if we can ever get his ass out here if things can go so anyway fun times good times man definitely let's do this it's the hideout on JFK
2: Mandatory I don't...
1: Exposive. By the police
2: state
1: (laughs) mentality. 106.7. All right, Mandatory Manson. Coming up, our buddy Ton from MidnightMonkey.com is going to be in. We're going to play a little game for you and uh, discussions. Ton has a uh, sex website. Uh, You can go buy your favorite toys and things like that. Um, This is Mandatory Manson. I lost the album, so I rebought it while I was on vacation. Smells like children. Sweet dreams. It's the Hideout, 106.7, WJFK. <laughs> J-Dubs. Special thanks to uh, Sideshow, doing a great job engineering the show. And uh, Bateman is here as well, taking your phone calls uh, for the rest of our... In fact, we have prizes, games that we're going to play coming up in a second. So, mark the phone number down. 866-277-4969. That is 866-277-4969. Now that we're done reminiscing, J-Dubs. I'm not done. We can move forward with the show. I don't know if we can. What is that about? It's so funny, too. I mean, there's just... And you, well, you look back at memories, and this kind of goes back to me being on a vacation as well. I mean, things were always great back then. Yeah.
6: Sure. It's, it's all about the glory days, you know? It's I've, And no, uh, not even
1: talking about how miserable we were back then, too. Oh, we were so... We hated life so, so much. And you know, at some point, too, we're going to be looking back at the, the good old days of the hideout. And remember those crazy times as we we aren't
6: nearly as miserable as we were back then. No. I mean man. back then was the worst.
1: I mean there were always a couple of things that can drive you crazy, but yeah, we're not I, I would have to agree we're not nearly as miserable. Do you think it's like the home thing
4: where it's like since you're not there now you're miserable or you're like you miss like,
6: it. It's like those people who look back in high school as the best days of their lives. <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got stories to tell you, too, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll just save it for later. I'll just kind of try to remember them how's, as we go through the, the shows. How's the Classmates subscription I got you working out? That is the worst thing I've ever gotten in my life. Why? Well, because I emailed a lot of people, and they never emailed me back. Okay. Loser. They don't care. I was
4: Mr. Popular in high school.
1: I was. I still am. No, <laughs> you aren't. They'd be they'd be calling you.
4: You think if Hefe was in that high school reunion show, he'd be labeled as the cool guy or, like, the no. geek?
6: No, they.
1: There's it, no way I was the geek, and no way I was the geek, man. Come on, you
6: were. All right, let's let's run down your resume <laughs> of high school, okay? What clubs were you a part
1: of? Drama. I was a. Oh, hold on a second. Drama at my school maybe be different for other schools. <laughs> drama at my school was cool. No, everybody at every school says that was
6: in drama says it was cool. It but was, everybody else who wasn't it is like all the cheerleaders geeks. were in it. Yeah, and the cheerleaders are always geeks too. Let's not. let not. Uh. Yeah, the, the cheerleaders in my high school
4: were. Ugly. We yeah. were the biggest losers. It was the dance team was where all the hot chicks were at my house. Ours school. was volleyball. Really? Yeah. Ours was always the dance team. We were like, why do we even have these ugly, nerdy, geeky cheerleaders that are part of the drama club? Uh, speech and debate I did.
1: <laughs> Geek. <laughs> wow, that What really do you think? Geek. Shut up, band nerd. Whatever, <laughs> just because you guys were band nerds. I wasn't a band nerd. Because you know what? You, aren't, you don't do anything. I was wrestling and football. Base- Man things. Baseball? Starting varsity catchers in sophomore year. Right. Wow, That's you
4: squatted for a whole Shut up. Game. You guys are so stupid. Sat down for the entire game. Great.
1: I was epic. You guys had no idea. Epic? What does that even mean? I don't I know. I was epic. epic. Did you have to paint your face with all that white paint while you were doing your drama <laughs> thing? You know what? Honestly, though, there was this one time because I was real skinny, too. <laughs> and uh... Keep on spinning your yard there. <laughs> Come on,
6: Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs>
1: and uh yarn. they had this blonde wig and so i had makeup on for a show and i put on the blonde wig i got me man i was a good looking chick <laughs> I, I was cool i was yeah. good looking man and that's why
6: you went to Marilyn manson and as why you took you took that drama geek stuff
1: out to your personal life oh come on like you've never worn a dress in no. public no whatever no. just because bateman probably tucks and dances in a dress in his basement still not as he, bad as being
6: part he told, of... He told me he'd
1: wear a skirt for the chicken. I did
4: not. You started saying that. You're like, she'll, she'll bang you if you wear a skirt. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Really? Yeah, he said he'd wear a skirt for her. Yeah, keep pushing it. I'm going to start saying little clues here and there. Uh, that's fine. We got, you, did
1: we got, you get cornered by her one day about something that... Yeah, she already knows about it, so don't worry about it. Well, uh, we got plenty to spill on you, son. I Whatever. <laughs> we'll see. God damn high school. I got the reunion coming up, too. About two years or so. They're gonna be sitting in the corner alone by the punch. I gotta lose 60 pounds in the next two
4: years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when you graduated, how much did you weigh?
1: Um, I was probably around like 175, 180. Oh my god. And what were you at your biggest? Uh, about 290. Oh my god.
9: Yeah.
4: So when you met him, he was really like a walking heart attack.
6: Yeah. That was huge. But I wasn't much better than him at the time. Yeah. At the time, I was about 260. Jesus. And my wrestling weight, uh, when I was, uh, I think it was my junior year, I was 145. Oh, my God. Yeah, my lightest at this height was like 160. Yeah, my lightest at this height, 6'2". two. did
4: you put on that much weight?
6: Me, it was because of uh, wrestling and just cutting weight so much and then not working out at all after uh, that and I got mar- eating and working married. at a pizza place.
1: You know what? Here's another thing, too. I kind of figured this out, man. I I know now why I'm so fat and why a lot of people get fat. Remember we were talking about this last week? We were talking about how there's this pressure in high school to stay thin, and then you end up putting on the pounds. The other thing, too, is that I was always so active. When I was hanging out at my dad's house, I was able to shoot hoops, burning calories that way for an hour Mm -hmm. while listening to Rome. Then I went swimming for another hour. You know, and so those are two hours where I was out burning calories, and I would do that every day when I was in high school and early on in college. But now I spend those two hours playing MVP 2004. But didn't you say you put on weight while you were at your parents'? I spent, um, well, I did eat a lot, too. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. But I'm just saying I think that's how it happened, though. I may have even maintained a little bit because I was burning so many calories then.
6: For some reason, I can just see half working out like uh <laughs> Has anybody seen the Saturday Night Live commercial with Will Ferrell, where it's the cookie dough uh, Gatorade, and he's <laughs> pouring it into his mouth and just covering himself with it? Have you ever seen that? No. I can. I can. I, can I think of you like that, like in the. After like halftime, you're just covering yourself in cookie dough.
4: See, I picture him sitting in like a big lounge chair with like two big things, like two gallons of like ice cream on each side, and he's just scooping them into his mouth. He's like, I'm working biceps now. And he's just scooping and shoveling it in. What is this? He's landing on you, baby boy. What's your problem? I'm just saying that's what I picture. Oh, uh, like Vine was so much worse than what Dub said. I have a
6: free pass. I have like underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's really? did. You're dirty.
1: So, and you you know what's funny? Oh, my God. I may have that. I, I know it's floating around somewhere. It's on the pitch CD. Well, not only that. I put that on our demo for us to get the hideout. Oh, really? Get the live, to tape. That and the Gravediggers is on it. Oh, the Gravediggers are on it. Oh. Maybe, maybe we should replace some of that stuff. Some of it may not be airable. <laughs> we can beep our stuff. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that next week. for yeah, the uh, The uh, one-year anniversary. By the way, the show starts at 6. Next Saturday at 6 o'clock. Yeah, we need something to fill that extra hour with. Right uh, right after Redskins Radio. All right, let's bring in our buddy Ton. Ton from MidnightMonkey.com is here. Um, he's one of our partners, and uh, he gives us prizes. He runs a yeah. sex toy website. He'll tell you all about the website as he comes in. Hangs in town, in town on some business. Where is business. he? At? There he is, Ton. Good to see you, bro. What's up, brother? Uh, How's it going? Uh, Have a seat, man. Talk right on top of the mic. Put the the headphones on. I am. He's got the T-shirt. Well, and I've
3: got some more on order, so uh,
1: you guys can have some, too. Oh, very good. Dirty Little Monkey, MidnightMonkey.com. N-I-T-E. Go there. Check it out. Right on. That's yeah, cool. I need me one of those. Hey, so you and Cameron are buddies, right? Look at me. Oh, <laughs> you and Cameron buddies, I was right? was cheerleader. Were you really? No, man. Are you kidding me? I don't know. You're kind of a little stout like you can be at the base, like uh, Dubs' sister. Yeah. I'd like
3: to hold one up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like that, you know. I wonder if that's like the
1: coolest thing. Now, when you think of a guy
6: who uh, runs a site like this, you think some fat Larry Flint looking guy. Mm-hmm. This guy, how old are you? 34. 34? Wow. He doesn't look like that. He looks like, like, probably 26, 27. Mm-hmm. That's know? the Betsy and Diet I take. Yeah? Yogurt.
1: <laughs> yeah. <Good job>. Shut <laughs> up. What is this site, man? Tell us about the site. Well, uh, Midnight
3: Monkey has been a proud sponsor of El Jefe's Hideout. The Hideout. we, well, we got to change that. Oh.
1: That doves through his whole temper tantrum. It's really bad. And then bad. I kicked his ass in the ring. So. It's really sad. I saw that. Yeah. You see the pictures? Yeah. On... <laughs> I sure did. God damn. Messed him up. <laughs> Gordon Liddy. Uh-huh. G. Gordon Hatface. Hey, <laughs> hey, wait a second. This isn't pick on Half Face segment, all right? And that—that's not.
6: I'm not talking about the hair there either. I'm talking about your sexual preferences. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, it's yeah, not there's
1: even. Nothing, I don't there's nothing even... Nothing wrong
6: with eating chocolate, man.
1: <laughs> hey. What? Shut up. Why? Diversity. Diversity. <laughs> <laughs> Come. Oh. Own dubs. All right. Anyway, more about your site, MidnightMonkey.com. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. It, uh, you know. <laughs> We're just trying to promote healthier sex through exploration. You know, ma- making uh, discussions about sexual exploration. Uh, Is possible.
1: that why you can get a blow up cow on um, <laughs> that? I think it's so funny because I,
6: I took it out and then there's this like, little box there or little tube. Mm-hmm. And I'm shaking it and it makes like a cow mooing noise. So essentially, you can get this cow and when you're doing whatever you want to do to it, it's mooing. <laughs> it's great. Um,
1: is that a big seller? Hell, yeah. Is it? Re- I wonder, I mean, I I figure that would probably be big for, like, gag gifts, you it, know?
3: It's, it's a big, and especially with April and May being a, a huge uh, bachelorette, bachelor party season. Oh, that's so true. We'll throw it into a gag gift, into a bachelor party kit. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get your boys together, you blow this thing up. You force the bachelor to do bad things with it. No. Oh
1: man! No, 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 no. <laughs> that just Sounds like
4: someone. Yeah. Hey, is Cameron still out of town? Yeah, he is. No. Uh, I was. I wasn't going to say anything bad. It's just going to wonder if you know. I would love to see if he's ever ordered anything from. Oh. His on and wonder what it was. I don't get to see who orders.
3: Okay. But I can't deny that he hasn't. <laughs> I know cameras kind of kinky. Yeah.
6: <laughs> I know. You <laughs> see him getting a gimp mask. <laughs>
1: By the way, I, we rewatched Pulp Fiction not too long ago, Double Ended Marital Aid. <laughs> it's such a great movie. Um, hold on. This is kind of off topic, but this is something that's near and dear to my heart. Don, welcome into the hideout. Uh,
11: yeah, as soon as you went to your guest, I thought, well, this is going to be seem like it's been 100 minutes ago. Uh huh. What do you think of that game?
6: What? MVP 2004. Yeah,
11: MVP 2004. I have a tough time finding anybody that likes baseball games on any format. Everybody always likes the. I, I don't even know what kind of games they are, but everybody's into anything but sports games. What do you think of it?
1: I I actually spent a whole segment in the hand. We're getting the echo, so I have to let you go. I love that game. In yeah. fact, I should have talked to Shafee about it. He's pissed that I ruined his life because he had a season with the Tigers. I've got a franchise going with the Rangers. MVP EA 2004 is the greatest baseball video game in the history of the world maybe the greatest sports you know what you should get you should get the uh, the adapter so you guys can play over the internet oh that would be cool because I think you can do that with the playstation yeah. right yeah I'm into that and that's a, and it's so funny that he calls during that because that's kind of my day we were talking about what we used to do yeah like to burn calories now those two hours that I would have spent shooting hoops throwing the tennis ball up against the wall. Uh, swimming, is now spent with porno from MidnightMonkey.com and uh, EA MVP. You we, got, we dumped that. Why? You be, I don't know. You, you can say sh- that. Can you? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, you can. Really? No. Trust me. Trust me. Really? I ran through a lot of them. Did you? Yeah.
6: I ran through a lot of them with uh, everybody around here to see what we can. can't say You can it say that.
1: It is after, 12, after 10, too, so we're in safe harbor now. Uh, no, basic... Don't let me get you fined. Ba- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, Ton was saying you can burn a lot of calories watching the Chasey Lane videos. Hey, speaking of this, hold on. Let me. Mike, the teacher, got this for me. Did you hear about this? And if anybody has more info, feel free to call us up and tell us the story. Basically, what has happened, though, and uh, Lefty sent me the, the link, and we found uh, on the AOL for Broadband, the HIV-positive quarantine list, and this was as of yesterday at 3.15, apparently what happened is that a lot of these porn stars were getting around the STD testing. So basically what was happening is like like baseball players are cheating the steroids, you know what I mean, the, the steroid yeah. drug tests. Like um, like a lot of workers do. Whenever they're going to get hired somewhere, they got to beat the drug test. Yep. You find that a lot of these porn stars now, I guess, were cheating on these STD tests that are mandatory for them to make porn. And apparently they found out like two different people um, who had skir- skirted around the system for HIV positive. So there's been this self-imposed shutdown of the porn industry for, like, two months while they try to figure this out.
6: I don't think that affects me at all. None of my porn is uh, past 82 anyway, so I, I'm fine. It's not like I buy any new stuff or anything.
1: I don't have anything that doesn't have uh, fur flying. All right, hold on, let me see. As of 41304, the AIM Healthcare Foundation found a positive detection for the HIV virus for an actor named Darren James. His test results are pending and further confirmation of loads of HIV testing, uh, or viral loads of HIV. Uh, these pending tests will give us further information to the date Mr. James contracted the virus. The following are people on the quarantine from working in the industry until they retest. Can we say those names? Um, I mean, some of them. Why, why yeah. not? I mean, these are just people who worked. Now, this is Darren James test positive. Then Lara Rocks was detected HIV positive. Laura Rocks. Well, Laura Rocks. Let's see. Well, some of the people they've worked with, Miss Arroyo, Kayla Marie. I guess these are people that worked with Darren James. Ugh. Yeah. Um, hey, Alex Cruz is on there. Shut up. <laughs> That's Annie Cruz. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alex Cruz was my... Uh... Whoa, wait a second. Mark Anthony? Wow. I wonder what that's about. There's a dude on the first generation list. Well, I'm sure, like, they, they oh, just did a well, double dipping. Yeah, there was... I, I read some stuff about that, and there
4: was apparently... I, I don't even... I, 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 is I it, you know, think I gay understand. stuff? I, what I would consider very gay stuff. Okay. Mean the DP? No, not even that. D-A-P. Oh. Oh. I'm pretty disgusted. All right, thank you. But I, apparently... Very th- dapper. That that girl, Laura Rocks or whatever, I read something like she's, like, new to the industry. She's been in, like, less than, like, two or three months. Oh, and she's already... Nice. Welcome.
6: Yeah. First generation. Four. Max. Mark Anthony. Wait, is this... Mark Anthony's... Oh,
1: he's got the double trouble going. He's on both lists. Of I, first I, generation. Because he was with... I, I wonder if that was the way Laura Rocks got broken into the business. With Mark Anthony and Darren James. Let's see. The second generation list. Hmm. All right, these people may be in jeopardy as well. There are a couple names that I really recognize. Like T.T. Boy? Yeah. And Alex Sanders. The great Alex Sanders. You kidding? Now, again, this isn't they have it or anything like that. This is just them, second generation. Wow, man, that's crazy. You look at this list. Mr. Pete. (laughs) You know how scary that is? You get into this business for a re- you get into have fun, you get into... John Strong. Make money. Hey, just got some guy named Mark. Yeah. L.T. Turner. And then Lawrence Taylor? Then, Taylor? No. Lawrence Taylor something? And then it shows, I guess, the people that they were with, that I guess were with uh, this Darren James guy. Could you imagine the shutdown of the pornography? That's a billion dollar industry. I, that could, I think, it's one of the biggest industries the United States has.
6: Yeah, yeah I, I've met yeah. Skylar
1: Banks before. Have you really? Yeah. Where? At the At the boo. Really? Yeah. Was this back during the skank shift days, or was I, this think, a, I think it was high school years. This is when you were in high school and you're yeah, a I, platinum I, I, club yeah, member. Yeah, I was a VIP. How do you think would that affect your business at all? I mean, you basically do the sex toys, though, right? Yeah,
3: yeah the sex toys and videos,
1: but, I mean, the adult industry
3: is a ten billion dollar industry. If you shut down production of movies. And you're shutting down a lot of money.
1: Yeah, for two months. John Ashcroft is happy about that. Oh, I'm sure these sons of bitches trying to take away give, our porn. It just gives them a chance to build a case now. Who are they? I know. And this is this this you know in some weird way some religious nut's going to see be like, see we told you so. Yeah. This is your payback. And, you know, this happens. I just you you find it funny though. Yeah. Or odd that these people are trying to get around the tests. Just like these, you know, guys on roids or whatever would do. But then it's also sad because it's like, these are the only training these people have. I mean, this is all they can do. And so if they do test positive, you know, they've made their livings having sex, what are they going to do now? They're done. Where does a a STD positive porn star go? Dubs? Where do you go? Where do you retire to?
6: My mom's house, I guess.
1: (laughs) Taking care of cats. Um. Somebody right, here says Big Ton. I love that guy. That comes from DC Honda Sport. I don't know who that is, but Ton's got a fan. MidnightMonkey.com, dot com n i t e.
3: I hope the guy Big Honda's a girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> you know, I listen to this show. Uh huh. Um. Dubs, what do you think about this? What would you think of a reality show built around this thing? Like, why shut down the industry? Yeah. Put a. Yeah. I mean. I guess, why not well, take it? I mean, Ria. We're gonna to get to that point at at some at some point we're gonna need we're gonna be so desensitized to the the Joe millionaires the American idols why not on one of these Vivid or somebody one of these channels do one of these reality shows they, didn't they already do something yeah. like that Who wants to be a porn star No, where you have the STDs. What like a roulette game? Yes, where uh. you had where you had some sort of a roulette and you had like eight or nine, like. Uh, say you had you had a group of nine or ten. Ugh, virus roulette. Seven of them are, are positive with something. Nice. Three of them aren't. And the guy goes around. Sees you craps out. <laughs> crabs out. Crabs out. <laughs> <laughs> Claps out. <clears throat> yeah. You don't think it'll get to that point? Would that be taking it too far, reality TV? How about this? What if it was just for a video? Would you watch that? You tell me that isn't the ultimate. You tell me that. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd watch that for pleasure.
6: You know, I like for to uh, take care of myself. But I watch it just out of pure morbid curiosity. And like, where you know, like you know who's got what. And then like maybe no, I, I don't think you, you should know. I I think you should be like picking with them, and then you'll see if you would have
1: gotten the head from it. You know. To me, that's a great yeah. way to to show. You know, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. It's a, it's almost like a PSA of sorts, <laughs> but in a real weird way. It's a public service. You got all these hot chicks who are maybe positive with something. You're not watching that? I'm watching it. I'm all over it. Don't get me wrong. But copywritten. I'd give up the radio show in a second just to produce that. I'd join you. Now, would would you go through where they're doing everything like they're doing the whole thing, and then, yeah. and then at the end, like should. Should she reveal at the end that what yeah. she has? What
6: she does, she stands up and she just goes,
1: <laughs> clap on. Clapper. Clap on. you got the clapper. And then maybe you put them through a whole bunch of stunts, too. Maybe that's his thing where you, like, they have to do certain stunts, so it kind of narrows it down as to, uh, <laughs> as to who's sick and who isn't. short breath. As to who's sick and who isn't. I can see everybody's really uncomfortable with this conversation. I like it. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of how how we can take it further. <laughs> impossible, absolutely impossible. And no, I, I almost see where you're going to take it further, and I'm not interested in that. But anyway, I was just thinking about that. And then, he, like, it could be
6: like you know, like spinoffs, like like almost queer eye spinoffs, where they do the gay ones, you know,
1: and they do the. Now you've taken it too far. Yeah, Somehow, like, dubs just... three, like three's a crowd. Right <laughs> side for the straight guy. <laughs> Somehow, dubs. Um. Oh wait a second, Bernard. Bernard, welcome into the hideout.
10: Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that um, there's already a game show like that in London where they run around and uh, try and pick up different diseases from people or, or however else they would get it.
9: Like a... Uh, um, not
10: STDs, not sexually transmitted diseases, just like anything, like fungus off people's feet or uh uh what is it crotch rod or something like that I so they have they have a list
1: and they have to try to go pick up these diseases like they gotta go try to catch a cold or something
10: and anything anything they can get from someone just by getting contact not well, tax or anything, but anything else,
6: wow, like Scott scavenger hunt,
10: yeah, 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 see you can get the most diseases
1: <laughs> that's the, awesome the u k is so far ahead of us that's what they laugh at us in the f c c and what's going on. I mean, all of the great reality shows that we get. <laughs> All originate over there as it is. Yeah, they're, they're the ones they were doing five years ago. I should be English. I'm so ahead of my time.
10: All yeah, right, but, but it's, it's, it was disgusting though. I mean, he was rubbing someone's like inside of their leg because they had something on it. Oh right. He was rubbing it against his own leg. And <laughs> oh, later oh. they showed it, and it was like all red and just.
6: But you were watching. That's the whole point, though. <laughs> I wasn't watching. They were showing. You were watching. It was like it was a
1: news
10: show, and they were showing how sick going on over there.
1: That's riveting, dude. That is awesome. I don't
10: know. Bernard. Maybe it's
1: me, but oh, I'm not in the U.K. I wasn't watching that garbage. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Bernard. See you, bro. Thanks for that info. See, you guys are looking at me like I'm
6: crazy. No, I'm I'm trying to help you out with production of this show, trying to I'm... figure out how we can how we can make it gold. I'd like to donate a disease.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a few to give over. Uh, that's Tan from MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E, hanging out in the hideout as we have some prizes we're to give away. Hey, let's do this. Let's um let's play America's favorite game show. I uh we came up with this and you know it's it's after hours so we can do it, but I love this game. Insert
5: this. Uh,
1: this game again.
5: Insert this.
1: We uh we give away prizes from MidnightMonkey.com, and what we do is we play a commercial for you, that is of a female, feminine hygiene, arena, and you have to name the 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 brand that yeah. it is.
6: It's a commercial and we beep out the uh, brand name. You just have to name the brand. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. If
1: you want to play insert this. So what we'll do, let's play the commercial now, then we'll do the old school jam of the week and we'll come back and we'll have our players play. So let's 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 get a little listen for the first go round of
5: insert this <laughs>
9: During your period, sitting for a long time then standing up can cause surprise leaks and odor. That's why you need stand-up protection from Ultra Thin Super. It's got a unique leak guard cord designed to help neutralize odor and quickly pull fluid deep into the middle of the pad to protect better than the next leading brand's
1: regular Ultra. For
9: confidence, stand-up protection.
1: Answer this! If you think you can name it, what is the name of the actual product? What is the brand name? That one's a little hard to follow. And, and all right, let me give you the storyline again. Here's what it is: It is people at a surprise party. So you yeah, got a whole, I, I've you got, seen it before. You got a whole bunch of chicks who are like crouched down behind the couch, and then the guy comes home and they yell surprise. I was
6: I was very confused when I first saw it, and I was asking all these weird questions about it, like. What, like, like she would wet herself because she got surprised? Is that what these things are for? Are these, like,
1: diapers? No. If, and then, yeah. If you sit down too long and you get up, then there could be. Yeah, and then I, I figured it all out. <laughs> so let's do the old school jam. We'll come back again.
6: Phone number? 866-277-4969.
1: 866-277-4969. Uh, give us a call if you want to play. In service! In the meantime, it's the old school jam. Uh, Boys to men, Motown, Philly, in the hideout.
5: Yeah. Don't matter, just don't curse Yo fellas, do this? what's up, What's
9: up, in the Yeah
1: Sexual. I defy you to tell me there's something wrong with that. With
2: L. and J. Dubs on 106.7. WJ.
6: I love out of context things. <laughs> Isolate it.
1: Coming down the home stretch, it is the hideout. I am L. Hafe. That is J. Dubs. Uh, thank you, Sideshow. Thank you to Bateman. <sighs> love it. 800 actually 866 277 4969. 866 277 4969. As we uh play one of our favorite games, insert this uh again. This is a chance for you to win prizes from midnightmonkey.com. That is midnightnite.com. Our buddy Ton, where are you living? Are you in St. Louis? Uh, Kansas City, all right. Kansas City, uh, here in some business, right? Oh, yeah, hanging out. Decided he would drop into the hideout. He's provided, up with, uh, provided us with prizes before. In fact, you know, where the station leaves off, Ton really picks up oh, yeah. the flag. we
6: We've been uh, lacking prizes before, and Ton has really picked up the load for us. We Tan- appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Ton has said, you know, you guys can always, you know, give away stuff from MidnightMonkey.com, so we appreciate that, man. Anytime. I- Remember our other... What was the other game we had? The Devices, right? Yeah, The Devices, right. That was such a great game. I don't know if we'll ever be able to play that game again. Yeah. Maybe we can if we beat the hell out of it. Maybe it's even funnier then. Maybe we should try it. You want to see what we got? You want to play one of them? See if we can... I don't know if we want to do it. And right just dump out of it. if it's, it's bad. Yeah, replay I don't, Porta. I don't um, Port yeah.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I do Who even knows? It's after two. We can we only have to we have to play these things at like three o'clock in the morning. Right now though we, can, we can play it once, but insert yeah. this the game is insert this. It is the hideout. Let's listen to the commercial one more time. You listen to the commercial and then you try to guess the actual product uh that um that this is for. And again, to set it up they're at a surprise party and so that's 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 where the commercial is set
9: <laughs> during your period sitting for a long time then standing up can cause surprise leaks and odor that's why you need stand up protection from ultra-thin super. It's got a unique leak Guard core designed to help neutralize odor and quickly pull fluid deep into the middle of the pad to protect better than the next leading brand's regular Ultra. For confidence, stand-up protection.
5: In service!
6: What's with the African jungle dr- drums going on at the beginning? Play just the beginning part again. I right, let's hear
9: what is with that? I don't
1: know. What does that have to do with anything? It sounds like they're speaking to Wahili or something. Like, like clicking or whatever. All right, let's go here. Andy, welcome into the hideout. You got a guess for um, insert this.
0: Yeah, I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to see uh, Stay Free Maxi with
1: wings. <laughs> is it Stay Free Maxi? No, it is not. I am sorry, and don't even
0: ask me how I do that. I'm just—I I guess i didn't
1: sick. know. I don't know, You—you <laughs> uh, you
6: got it. You got a chick?
0: Yeah, dude. She's sitting right beside me, as a matter of fact. So I'm pretty
11: embarrassed right now. I should probably know these things, shouldn't I? Yeah, exactly.
1: No. <laughs> if you're a man, you wouldn't. Hey, you got a chick, Dubs? Does she make you go out and buy that kind of stuff? i um, i have had to before.
6: Actually, the only time I've really had to buy anything embarrassing is for her roommate. I had to—I had to buy like you know some some feminine products for her when I was coming back to uh, her apartment because she needed some stuff. Oh.
1: (laughs) The look on your face is bringing it all back. Yeah, like some ointments. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Somebody was a little dirty?
6: I don't know if it was dirty or just screwed. (laughs) I I like to just label it as disgusting.
1: Insert this! All right, let's go to another phone call, then. Let's try Robin. Robin, welcome into the hideout. You got a guess for insert this. Name that product. Is it always? Yes! Congratulations! Uh, You're a winner of a special prize from MidnightMonkey.com. What are some of the things that you could hook uh, our friend up here with, Robin? Robin, actually, just
3: go out to the site find something you like Oh really? She okay. can just pick out whatever she wants. Hit the comment section, send me an email, reference the hideout and I will send it to you.
1: Wow. Just, just like
7: anything?
3: Anything that's on the site. And wow. we've got a
1: blow up doll, too, a male blow up doll we named Cameron Linewand. <laughs> yeah. I may want to recommend that one for you, Robin. I I know that one works. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah,
3: and Robin, if you don't find something you like, still hit the comment section, email me,
1: and tell me what you would like. Oh, look at Ton. Ton's ready to party. I tell you what, what she should... wants like a noose. Maybe she's into the choking fetish.
7: Are you into that, Robin? Uh, no,
6: you like to so choke?
7: Not so much into the uh, asphyxiation kind of thing. You know, like to no. be slapped a little bit? No, that's
1: you know, like okay. You know, like to your know, nose punched a little bit? Shut <laughs> up. No? All right, Robin. I'm just, hey, if she likes it, there's nothing against that. In fact, hold on, Robin, because uh, we're going to also get your email as well, just in case. And then we're going to send Tommy over to choke you. All right. Excellent. Uh, hold on. Uh-oh. Now, now listen See? to that. Tommy's going to be so excited. Oh, my God, that chick wants me to choke her. I'm so into that. Yeah, she... He, he um... Actually, I'd like to hear... Oh, we can't listen to on our conversation. Because I'd love to hear if he, like, hits on her. Tommy, hit on her, dude. I want to see you try to get some game. Call call screen and have him put the phone down. Yeah, well, I guess we could do that. <laughs> I bet he doesn't pick up. No. He probably turned it down so he could talk to her. Goddamn, why are you calling me? Ah, right uh, she hunts. Did you hit on her? No, I'm trying to take your information down. I hear you retards talking in the background.
11: like, he's going to hit on her. blah. am going to be so excited. She
1: said she wanted you to choke her.
11: All women want me to choke them. <laughs> and they deserve True. it. True.
1: <laughs> Shut up. True. All right. I'll talk <laughs> to they you. They
0: walk past my office all day long.
6: It's the call screen room. It's not your office. <laughs> <Same thing. laughs> it's not his office.
1: That's My not true. Office. That's where phones are screened. Whatever. That's where you work. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. You see how he just constantly lies? Yeah. and You just kind of pick up on it, and I'm thinking, yeah, she walks by his office. She wants it. Like we even have an office, you know? I know. Right.
9: We've so already surpassed you guys
1: there. Shut up. <sighs> Should we get her voicemail? Uh, should we call her back in the back and leave now No, out that's a Fidel thing to do. <laughs> that's so funny. That's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, watch it. Watch what? Watch what you're messing with me about today.
1: Why? What's your problem? Yeah, keep pushing it. You know what? Bateman actually did something cool. Come in for a I second. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> All right, well, I'll talk about it. So, Bateman was out. I think it was one of the many chicks that he's stolen from Sideshow. Oh, great. And um, apparently they went out to, like, a bar or something with, like, all our co-workers. And you know how it is whenever you're, like, the spouse or, you know, the significant other and you go to the bar to hang out with the co-workers. And all they're doing is talking about work, you know, and so you're just sitting there bored. Bateman, who has been trying to work this chick for about 13 years now, pulled the ultimate move. He was bored and he left. He (laughs) took her there. And he just left her there. He's like, I'm bored. I'm getting out of here. And he just took did off. Did he tell her he was leaving? I think he did. Hold on a second. Let's see if we... I wonder if he left. He has a bad habit of walking out on the show when we piss him off. That's <laughs> you. Hey. I said, hey,
0: can he give you a ride home because I'm leaving. I'm bored to death.
1: And you just took off, huh?
6: Yeah, pretty much.
1: That's cool. Do you think that's yeah. pulled up? Or is, yeah, that, I mean... is that, like, mean? It's...
6: I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it. In a guy's perspective, that's a cool thing to do. You aren't going to put
1: up with the BS. Was she mad at you? She looked kind of like surprised. And this is a hot chick, so you, you almost, like with these hot chicks, who people are always fawning all over them. Those are the ones you try to put off like that. Those are the ones you kind of treat like dirt. Because even then they kind of get into it a little bit. What, he doesn't want me, he's playing hard to get. He mm-hmm. left me stranded at a bar. They're into that a little bit, <laughs> and right? Ne- uh- next thing you know, she's asking a choker.
6: Yeah. Good for you, Tommy.
0: As my friend said, you gotta break those bitches down first.
1: <laughs> Who said that?
0: Uh I'd rather not say we're gonna see him tonight, actually, if we
9: go out.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, don't you have like a rule of three or something that you got? A what? Don't you have this you were telling me about this rule that you have for uh, chicks.
9: I just asked that a
8: woman, you know, not ignore me, not keep me waiting, and uh not bang
0: anyone when I'm banging them.
5: He sounds like a woman.
8: Ah, I'm going
6: to start this again, huh? want them to listen to me a little more. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I,
8: I want them to pay me they some need, attention. They need
6: to cuddle at least three hours after intercourse. <laughs> That's not what
0: I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, when you go pick them up and they're like, oh, I'm running late. Uh-huh. I got to do my... Cubby's a
6: fad.
1: Cubby's it. a virgin. All
6: uh, right, whatever. So you want to, <laughs> did, did she call you back?
9: Uh, No, I actually haven't talked to
1: her. Can we call her? No. Why? Sideshow, you got her number, don't you? Let's call her. All right, Bateman, we got to go. See you. <laughs> Where's her number? You got her? Call her.
3: Hefe, invite her out. I'll buy her drinks all night.
1: What's wrong? What's wrong, Bateman? We're treading on... A- Don't, you... Di-
4: <laughs>
1: what? What are you going to do? No. <laughs> You've done enough. What, what the hell are you going to do? Hook <laughs> me? <laughs> what are really you to Hurry, give me the phone number. Hurry up. I'm trying. Where's he running to? He's getting on the phone to... Tie up the line. Hey!
6: Yeah.
3: No, he's trying to call her right now.
6: Is he putting on a... Yeah, he's going to tie up her line. Yeah. yeah, so we can't call her. You
1: son of a bitch. All right, yourself. give me this. Give me, me this. Um... D, turn it down over there.
6: I'm going to dump out of the first part. I got to turn down. Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. All right, everybody's calling her right now. He's got her on the handheld. (laughs) (laughs) Is it ringing? God!
1: What, you got her voicemail? Yeah. Yeah. Leave her a message. Yeah, leave her a message. No, I don't want to leave her a message. (laughs) Tommy's going to be so pissed. Tommy, get off the phone. All right, he's off the phone. Give her a call back. Tommy, get in here, dude. Get in here. (laughs) I'm messing with him. We need a cup with ice in it. In <laughs> Little Tart Tommy, get in here. Is that was was that the name Donna Mike gave him? Little Tommy. Yes. Hey. What? You okay? Yeah, I'm great. What's wrong? Nobody even knows who we're talking about. She knows who we're
6: talking about.
1: Is she listening?
6: I don't know. I hope not. Did you talk to her? Maybe,
1: maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this upset
0: you? Let me look at
1: my phone book here see if there's anybody in here we can call. Shut up! <laughs> you son of a bitch! Let's see. 517. Alright. Let's see. Oh, um, going? You can call Lefty, I don't care. Nah, yeah. Okay.
2: I think it's Wonderboy's number.
1: Oh, I think he's starting to give out Dubs' number. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, it's all the same. Um, why don't we get her on the air, dude? Let's have her decide on the air between you and Sideshow. Why don't you shut up?
0: Right. No, between me and Sideshow. There's nothing, like, at
1: least in my mind. Because you won that, right?
9: Shut up. i got to go. i got <laughs> to <work> go. <laughs> All
1: right, dude. I'll hey, man, it. we're just joking around, bro. I'll hit on her. Yeah?
3: Yeah. Call her. I'll
1: hit a good-looking dude. She may be in the Asian thing. Yeah.
3: Good, but she can have him, then. Really? Yeah, I don't care. I just don't want to her
6: to be on air. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not? Because. He's just trying to protect her.
0: Why can't why we talk to your ex wife or Dub's chick or something? Have them on air. I'm sure they have better stories anyway.
1: I'd love to do that, to be honest with you. Me too. My chick doesn't want. Has never come on there, and she will never come on air. Yeah, she hates me, doesn't she? No, she doesn't hate you. She knows you. Shut up. <laughs> Just for that, I'm calling.
11: Good. Keep calling. Really? Yeah,
1: go ahead. I dare you. I dare you. See, that's what scares me. This guy's crazy. This guy's a psycho. My producer's a psycho. It, and that's what's crazy. My producer is a literal psycho. Remember Spoon's face. <coughs> huh? What's that? Remember Spoon's face. <clears throat> oh. So now you're threatening physical violence. No, I didn't say anything. It was coffee. You know, I have this phone number. It looks familiar. Yeah. Good. I think everybody at the station's had it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding, dude. Goddamn. Every time I say something I feel sorry about it.
0: Yeah, keep keep adding to it. I already told you what kind of mood I was in today.
1: Oh, come on. You know we're just joking around. <laughs> what kind of mood are you in? <laughs> yeah. hung up on you. He didn't He didn't tell me about any mood. He said he was upset and he didn't want to be messed with today. And you know you don't do that. Because Dubs and I are like sharks. As soon as we can smell the blood, we're going after you. It's like a feeding frenzy. I didn't smell any blood. I didn't, I didn't even know about it. Always. Um... All right. Well, fine. I feel bad now, man. We leave every show feeling bad. Well, I guess. Hey, you know, we were going to do something with you, Ton. It never caught on last week. Uh, Let's see. We've had some female callers tonight. Rita, Gail, Robin. Um, We need some female callers. You don't have to go on air, but we want to play this game. Because I saw this thing about preventing the prostate cancer. Where we're going to get a female chick to pick their horse, if you will, between me, Dubs, Bateman, and I don't want to put Sideshow on it because that guy, I know he's he's got game and I know he's got women. Mm. He's got a lot of time on his hands. And well, the whole thing is that if you pleasure yourself or the more that you climax, the better opportunity you have to prevent prostate cancer. So as a PSA, what we were going to do is prevent prostate cancer and keep track of the number of times in which we've prevented prostate cancer, we'd do a weekly count. Uh, the winner, every week, would pick up something from MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E, and then we'd have a grand prize after the month or so, where uh, these chicks get like something real grand and cool and stuff from the website. So, 866-277-4969. Women and gay men only. Yeah, cause, exactly, because we don't want to, you know, if you're a straight guy, you don't want to play this game. But I think the chicks who listen to the hideout and even the gay men as well, you pick your horse, me, uh, Dubs, or Bateman, 866-277-4969. I think we had somebody who picked me last week. Dubs, um, since last Saturday night, how many times have you prevented prostate cancer?
6: (laughs) I wasn't really uh, keeping a uh, tally, but uh, the the tally whacker has been uh, about, I'd say, nine Nine or ten. Nine or ten? Nine or ten. Since last Saturday? Since last Saturday. That means multiple. Yeah, there's been more than once in one day before. And just in the last week. Well, my chick didn't get back till, uh Tuesday from Michigan, so I had a lot of time in my hands. And other <laughs> and stuff on your hands, too. Easter, I didn't even have to work. You know, imagine that day. I think I hit four on that day. <laughs> I, uh, prevented prostate cancer four times I, I don't i don't run the uh the marathon i start sprinting
1: and I slow <laughs> down slow down and this is spread out throughout the. this is how you celebrated easter yeah is that why you wanted to talk about how you spent your easter stuff so no, no i
6: i want to talk about how i watched uh all the right moves with <laughs> Tom nah.
1: Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's about the fourth, but all right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> very, very funny. Um, let's see. I wonder if Bateman's better within this. He's willing to play the game because he is involved. Six for seven. Huh? Six for seven. <laughs> six or seven this week? Oh, six out of seven. Six days out of seven you prevented prostate cancer. Yes. Now, let me ask both of you guys while I got you on the line. Were you alone? I got to go. All the time? Oh, come on, dude. I was. Were you alone every yeah. time? Bateman? Um, there's
3: some phones ringing. I got
1: to go. <laughs> They're hard. Shut up. <laughs> None of the women want to play this game with us, even though we're performing at public service. Seriously, were you alone? Hello? Son of a bitch. Why is he always hanging out? Well, I think you guys like my
6: chick. I hate when she hangs up on me when we're trying to, you know, either have an argument or something. All right, I got to go by. There's nothing that'll just frustrate me more than that. I do that, though. Yeah. I'll do that to you. Yeah, you've done that to me a few times, and I get livid. You just see the rage in my eyes when someone
1: hangs up on me. My whole thing, to be perfectly honest with you, three times. Three times? I only prevented prostate cancer three times. You were around your moms. Yeah, I was around family. And uh, while they did go to work... So they gave, but you know what? I was thinking. Did you find her vibrator again? No, shut up. I was thinking. Share a new one from MidnightMonkey.com. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a horrible Mother's Day gift? <laughs> Why don't we do that? Jackrabbit. Maybe next time. That's Maybe, what we'll
6: do. One of us have to play a game and whoever loses has to send a uh, vibrator to their mom. From MidnightMonkey.com.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm into that. Congratulations, you're a winner from the hideout. Oh, that's terrible. I like it, though. That that's nothing compared to what we did last year for Mother's Day. We played. do we play sleazy bingo for that? Ah, was it? I think it was sleazy, was it bingo. sleazy bingo. And then uh, each of us came up with something really embarrassing mm-hmm. that we had to admit to our mothers concerning them. What was yours? I I walked in on my mom. Oh, we've told the story with It yeah. Joe. Yeah, and then
6: later I was like a few days later I was pleasuring myself, mm-hmm. and it popped into my head what I walked in on. So. <laughs> While I was completing my act I saw hers in my mind. <laughs> mullet Joe uh, Mullet Joe waving in the air. Just rocking it. <laughs> just trimming your R- mom's lap mullet. Yeah. Rocking <laughs> oh, Rocking rockin the Lap soccer mocker uh, <laughs> soccer rocker. Uh, uh to Freebird? Were they
1: listening to Freebird? <laughs> they were planning a trip to Canada. Um I think a mine was, I had to admit that one time when I was home, I was snooping through my mother's uh, dresser drawers looking for porn and uh, came across what I thought was a candlestick and turned out to be something else. And, and you sniffed it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you did. You admitted it. To her. I, I admitted it to her on the air. You told her you sniffed it.
1: This was in the early days of the hideout. We were still midnight to 3, so I called my mom at like 2 o'clock in the morning to wake her up. Uh-huh. And I have to admit this to her on Mother's Day.
6: <laughs> so evil. What an evil, evil show. And and I had to send your mom, because this is when I was staying over at your place, I had to actually send her her uh, Mother's Day card because you kept
1: forgetting to go out and buy one.
6: Yeah. I had to go buy one for you and send it out to her. I'm a horrible son. But I never
1: sent my my one. Yeah, not interested. Not anymore. interested. Um, 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Yeah. What else you got going on at MidnightMonkey.com, uh, N-I-T-E, Tom? What well, else do you have going on there?
3: Well, recently we did a couple things. One, we're we're committed to making the shopping experience fun, easy, and secure. So to, uh, to deliver on our easy commitment. We reduced all our prices and put out a low price guarantee. So, if you purchase anything from us and you find it for a lower price later, we'll refund the difference one hundred and ten percent. So you'll
1: you know no basically, basically what you don't you're... have to go anywhere else. So this is like you are like the Circuit City yeah. of sex toys.
3: I want to, I want everyone shopping from me, and if they find something, diff- if they find a lower price,
1: I am gonna make it up for them. Now, how is business? Like I know it's tough to get started. How is business going? Is it rough initially? Are you taking some hits? Yeah, usually,
3: you know, business plans take about five years to break even. Right now, I'm running about one year. I believe I can break even this year.
1: Because, I mean, you wow. basically, you got a website. I'm sure you have some sort of a distributor, and that's pretty much the overhead cost, right, other than the merchandise? Yeah, I have very low overhead, so that's, that's how I can keep costs down. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, there's direct ship to the customer. And return policies are taken care of by my distributor, so all of all of that overhead is just relieved from uh, the business itself and the practice.
1: What's hey, dude? What's wrong? Are you are you mad, Bateman? Christ! He came in here and just tossed me a paper. Let me see. Ah, dude! Just playing. I thought we could talk about this. You know what? I wonder if this is real or if this is fake. Yeah. Because the last know. the last time he walked out on the show and it turned out to be fake. He, he, what do you think? What do you think, Sideshow? He's full of S. That's what I think. I don't know though, man. He would be in here screaming right now. Come on. No, this is what he does. Runs away? He's a big tough guy who chokes people. He would be in here screaming. Especially at me for giving you the number. And remember that, dude. I didn't do anything. <laughs> it was all. If she's listening, it's me. It's all sideshow. Yeah. Sideshow did it. He's the one that gave phone numbers and. Sideshow's stupid. Hey, you're banned <laughs> from the show. Ugh. In fact, I want you to stay away for the next eight minutes. Eight minutes? Yeah, we're going to finish this one out with, without you, man. Uh, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I, I feel like my parents are arguing.
6: <laughs> Should I read what the note said? I don't think you need to reopen it to read it. It's very short. He just wrote to me.
1: You don't have to go. We forgive you. Okay. come? <laughs> he just wrote to me. That's what we do on the show. We forgive. He just wrote to me, you so effed me. <sighs> I didn't want to mess up anybody's game. That's not what MidnightMonkey.com is about. We can make it up. We're not about messing up people's game. But we can make it right.
11: Yeah, I'll yeah. make it right. We can it. make it right. I'll make it right for him. What are you gonna do? To well he right? did me a favor, you know,
5: over the St. Patty spat, so I'll have a spat for him. I'll make it up to him. Why do we
1: always get into fights? What is it with this show where people where there's always some sort of drama? <sighs> can you see if you can find the out music? Do you know if the out music is anywhere? <laughs> it should be in the it's, box. It may still be in that box. Bateman, I know you hate us, but maybe you could find the out music. Um hey a couple of things that we go on, I got going on next week. Um, Saturday from noon until 6 is the WJFK Redskins Radio draft show, draft party. Um, they're going to be out at FedEx Field. Larry Michael is going to be hosting it, the new voice of the Washington Redskins. And, um, in fact, I think Dubs and I are going to be making an appearance. you can go out to FedEx Field, you just got to print off an invitation or something off of the website, I guess it's redskins.com, and you go out there and... Yeah, you get this. You know, you can go out, hang out. I guess Redskins players are going to be there, cheerleaders are going to be there, and Larry Michael
6: uh, gave us an invitation to come out, and so we can uh, we can do the uh, commentating during the Dallas pick and the Detroit pick. He's going to let us do the analysis
1: for the Detroit Lions and the and the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if I want to do that. Really? I, I, I want to go out, but I don't know if I want to do the analysis. That's great. I mean, what? Who else in Who else in DC knows the Lions better than you? Is there anyone more qualified? Probably Matt. I don't think so either. To me, you should charge. To me, you should go in there and charge for your expertise on the Detroit Lions. I don't know. If I get paid want my talent fee. You and you and Matt Millen. I'll go out there as Sergeant Sponge
6: Tongue so I get a double fee. <laughs> you and Matt Millen are on the same yeah. wavelength. I'm sure <laughs> that, that's what's sad about it. He still wears Zuba pants. Does he really? Yeah, I saw him. He walks around that place like he's uh, like he's in his PJs. And then, yeah,
1: because he respects the organization. Yeah, he respects everything. And then the hideout will be live from 6 to 10, uh, 6 to 11 next Saturday night, special early start time. And some of the things, it's going to be the year anniversary, so we're going to be doing the female draft. Are we going to keep the same court categories that we had last year? I think we should. Which were missionary, oral, other ways. I wonder how many of those categories we can actually keep, the more I uh, think about well, it. Well, we can change the name of it to, like, Greek style. Okay. We'll change it to something that's fun. Um, should we add any categories? Because I know you're looking to draft Bo Lee Spears, the Britney Spears <laughs> Greek style <laughs> <laughs> impersonator. Um, you got to see this picture of this chick. We've got to get Radio Hideout out up and going. The funny thing is, we always refer to
6: him as a chick because he looks so much like Britney Spears. It's, it's uncanny
1: yeah i mean it's a dude it's a guy it's a gay man who cross dresses and is living as going out doing britney spears performances where are you going are you leaving dude come on man what does it say ton it's robin the winner oh okay thank (laughs) you thank you for the info but then it says uh will
3: you go out with me yes no (laughs) maybe (laughs) i'm I'm about to check maybe
1: check here um, and we should line up some past guests, too. So I think Bo Lee, we got to have Bo Lee on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think we should check in with him, her again. Yeah. And, and how about, remember the guys from rearview2.com?
6: Oh, God. Those guys. That was our first in-studio guest.
1: These are these guys who go around.
6: And remember we had prizes to give away? Well, yeah. Uh, the video is DC Rump Shaker.
1: <laughs> and well, I can't remember what the other one was. So the guy would go around. He has a handy cam. And he just films women's asses, like, walking around, like, amusement parks and stuff.
6: And he, they came into studio yeah, gave and gave they, they just take the best asses, splice them all together, put them on tape and
1: send them. And then some and so. of them, too, he has chicks who come back to his kitchen. Yeah, and, like, like, cook, but he just videotapes their ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, undresses for him and stuff. I think we should have those guys on. I think we should check in with Amelia G. from GothicSluts.com. Definitely. um, Shafee... I think we should have one again. I mean, it's a five-hour show. Yeah. Uh, BJ, maybe we can have him while we play the old uh, Skank Shift Lo- hidden tapes. Yeah. Lost tapes. Bi curious BJ is a very big part of that show too. Do we want to have Bicurious curious BJ on the show next yeah. week. Yeah. If you will show up. How many of these people do you think we can actually get? Shafee. Yeah, that's about it. Now, what about this? Do we get original cast members? PJ, I know. What PJ sleazy E? sleazy
6: No one can find him. If they could find him, he'd be paying for a laptop right now. <laughs>
1: hey! What? Allegedly. <laughs> now, what about this? This is kind of ultimate, but I'd almost like to do this to clear the air once and for all. Do you think Spoon would come back on the show? I think he would. Just to say, just for us to say, hey, dude, thanks. Sorry things didn't work out. You're a good guy. Clear the air once and for all. Spoon was a guy who was a former host. Eventually, we ended up splitting ways for a difference of opinion
6: and there there tends to be bad blood and it's kind of it's a really odd
1: situation where his family doesn't like us but he doesn't really have a problem with us so here's what i say we do go ahead and hit the out music if you would uh because i think stacy's show needs to get in here they're on cd today Oh, they are? Yeah. I mean, they're live here today, right? No, they're the best of All right. Well, cool. I'm not so worried about that. Yeah. But, um, so, next Saturday night, 6 to 11, the year anniversary of the hideout, we plan on having a ton of guests, and listen for us during the uh, Redskins radio draft party. That's going to be a blast.
6: That's going to be interesting.
1: Ton, maybe we'll even check in with you again next week. My pleasure. Maybe, how about next week's all brought to you by MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. And we'll just give out prizes, and we'll just have fun, because you've been a major supporter of the show, and we appreciate that. I love you guys. Can't believe we actually made it a year. Uh, thank you to Bateman, even though, again, somehow it ends up with him mad at us. Thank you to Sideshow. Uh, thank you to your buddy who came in to hang out. Are we are going to go out and party or what? Hell yeah? All right, got to go find a place to go throw back some, some brews. All right, bro. 5,000. Show 51 in the books. We out, bitch. 5,000. <laughs>
3: Peace
6: Yeah, all right. yeah, all right. yeah, all right. I'm on the gay side.
11: We apologize for the homosexual content of this last scene. Hi, this is Troy Aikman, and you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout.